0: Welcome to It's A Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch musicals he really should have seen by now and then we talk about them.
1: I am the boyfriend. And
0: I'm Drew. And today we've got all the ways to be. W-I-C-K-E-D.
1: Yes, this week we are going to be chilling like villains. Yeah. That doesn't rhyme. We've
0: just named two songs from the show. (laughs) Yes.
1: Before we talk about this week's show, I just want to kind of do some wrap up on last week's show we don't always do this but obviously one of the things we always do when we sign off is say hey if you've got any further thoughts on something we've watched mm. tell me why i've got it wrong or you know maybe give me some extra research and i think last week more so than ever i needed it yeah because so
0: are you gonna wrap your wrap up
1: what
0: <laughs> are you gonna wrap your wrap up?
1: is that our descendants to reference no okay i just want to know I guess yeah, I'm gonna tie a by one on Pippin sure. once and for all. But we had two interactions from from people uh, talking about it, and I just wanted to share them because actually they are really, really like nice. Mm. I like it when people reach out to us. Both of them come from people who contributed to our Pippin episode anyway. Oh, that's cool. So the first one comes from Theatre Flashbacks over on Twitter, which is at Theatre Flashback One. Pippin episode, I totally understand when people don't get this show at first. I was the same. But I couldn't stop thinking about it. And over time it took hold. The pro shot you watched is massively chopped and it doesn't help with the flow and storytelling.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I've realised over time that my attitude and opinions of shows changed so much. I hated Miss Saigon and Groundhog Day and now love them. And I think Pippin is definitely one of those for me.
0: Yeah.
1: That the more I perhaps watch different versions, I might love this more. And I think, spot on, this is a very chopped version. Mm. I actually learned, as a result of talking with Theatre flashbacks that there was a version of Pippin performed at the Southwark Playhouse, which yeah. those of you in the know will know that that's where we saw last five years, which was our first foray mm. into the world of live theatre.
0: Yeah.
1: And not only was it at the Southwark Playhouse, it was done by Jonathan O'Boyle, who directed the last five years.
0: Hey, Jonathan O'Boyle, if you have a video of that version, please send
1: it to us. So it's it's Jonathan O'Boyle and Aria Entz, Mm -hmm. who we talked about that they collaborate a lot. Mm -hmm. That makes me want to watch Pippin. Yeah. I will say that I left last week's episode being deflated like that. I'm done with this. I've been robbed of that kind of discovery of this moment. Done well. I want to watch, and I've seen the trailer, I want to watch this version of Pippin. Yeah. So thank you, Theatre Flashbacks, for that. The other contribution comes from Jared Good, friend of the podcast. Number one boy. Listening to your Pippin episode. Oh my goodness. So the Pippin revival on Broadway was incredible. Life-changing for me. I don't know that I've ever felt so swept up in a theatrical performance. The conceit worked so well, the whole thing felt almost immersive. And although I didn't see it with all the original cast members of the revival, it was like the perfect combination of design, venue and performers. I saw it like three times on Broadway. When I saw the touring production, it didn't even have the magic for that original. The venue was too big and really dwarfed the experience and the cast had some weak points. When I watched the pro shot version that you watched of the original iteration, I hated it. I thought it was dull, drab and flat. It didn't have the joy or the fun or the life of that revival. And although the revival clearly took cues from Fosse's choreography, I think the choreography in the revival, Controversy Alert, <laughs> was way more effective. Yeah. And some of Fosse's contribution to the bit to the book, libretto in the original production are just weird. And I'm glad they took some of that out in the revival. I'm not sure that even a pro shot of the revival could replicate the experience of actually being in the theatre for that. Mm -hmm. It's such a theatrical piece and it was such an experience. But man, the revival is by far one of my absolute favourite musicals. That version of Pippin is amazing. That earlier version, no thank you. You can just compare the two cast recordings and almost right away you feel a huge difference. Yeah. I think that's really, really important. So I always say I'm willing to give shows a try. Mm Mm-hmm. I may dislike one version, like rent, but I think that comes down to So
0: you'd be willing to give Pippin a second chance yeah, I in think, person. Yeah,
1: I think I was I was less willing to post watching it last week. But I think knowing that it is one that you have to experience more so than anything makes me want to see it. So yes. If yeah. Pippin is ever brought to the West End again, I would be more than happy to go and see it. Mm-hmm. So, Descendants 2.
0: Yes. So, the first movie came out in 2015. And then at the 2015 D23 Expo, which one day I pray to go to.
1: <laughs> Hello, Disney+. Plus. I know,
0: right? Comic Con for Disney. It's great.
1: I'd love to be there for the Marvel announcements, you mm-hmm. know, like just to see like the Marvel show real. I'd be...
0: Yeah, and they heaven. do this, like, Hall of Ancients thing where they have all of the, like, old um, theme park stuff and they get it out and they show it like a museum. I would love to go to I that. more
1: was thinking, like, the first Descendants where we have, like, all these random artefacts.
0: Oh, that too. And,
1: like, a frozen Christian Chenoweth <laughs> that comes to life and sings with you.
0: Yes, so Disney announced that a Descendants sequel had been ordered. Yeah. Hadn't been started yet. And then the official announcement was made in October of 2015. So they announced that Josanne McGibbon and Sarah Patriot were both coming back to write. Cool. They did the first one. And that Kenny Ortega would be returning as well. As well as the executive producers and the cast.
1: I like that. Content, that we talked about at High School Musical, but continuity. They know this world. They created it. They've got a platform now to do more with it.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah absolutely Nice
1: that Disney has given some faith to them or is it just that oh hey well, we might as well make it because it got some viewings yeah so
0: Disney made descendants and then they did this spin-off series for the Disney channel called Descendants Wicked World yeah, which is the animated one. yeah and the animation's really interesting. it's quite good, but that show was designed to sell dolls yes, which it did very very well. people Do you like think... descendants dolls.
1: They will replicate that animation style for Descendants 4. It
0: looks to be, yes. Because that's the continuity of the show at this point. And while that was obviously designed to sell dolls, they also did a really good job at the time of casting actors who were accurate to portray characters. Yeah. So we had the descendant of Dr Facilier. Cool. Her name was Freddie.
1: Freddie Facilier. (laughs) Which I love. I mean, Otto Octavius. Well, there's only J. Jonah Jameson. There's
0: only two descendants that don't have the same first initial as their parent. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, China Ann McClain was the actress who was voicing Freddie Facilier. Yes. And the character had been on the show the whole time and was quite a well-liked character. And they also did this thing where they had all the voice actors for Wicked World go and do a blue carpet walk... Which was a um, genie joke, and they yeah. had Jordan, daughter of the genie, <laughs> as a thing. Which I don't want to know how that happened. Um, but they had China Anne McClain as dressed as Freddie Facilier on the blue carpet playing her character, and then in 2016 it was announced that China Anne McClain would be in Descendants Two, not as Freddie Facilier, because she's phenomenally talented. But they didn't want Facilier for this film.
1: She's Ursula's daughter.
0: Yeah. You want to guess what her name is?
1: Umbrella Ursula. I don't know. She can't begin with you, can she?
0: It does begin with you, and you were actually kind of
1: close. So, really? Her name's Uma. Uma. Umbrella. Okay. (laughs) I think that's very cool that this actor gets an opportunity to move from one license upwards. Obviously, if you're a Disney. Kind of, Mm -hmm. they own your soul. You can move from project to project. Yes, I think it's weird that you've got somebody who's already in the same universe, and you're not going to capitalize on kind of the fan reception. Yeah, I I do understand that Facilier
0: is an interesting
1: choice. Is is not the most well received villain.
0: Yeah, well, like look at who we have in the first film. You've got Evil Queen, Jafar, Maleficent, and Cruella Deville. They are very big, memorable, golden age villains.
1: I would say, actually, Facilia, though, having magic is probably a really good follow-up.
0: That's true, but so does
1: Ursula. Yeah, but it's also sea-bound. It's like well, we'll sea-witch. talk about that. Like, I, I, I think, with the vibe of this, yes, Cruella Deville is an iconic villain, but it's so out of place.
0: Mm-hmm. And we I we talked about that last time. I would
1: much rather have a Facilier than a Cruella de Vil. Yeah. Any time. Well, we're I not think getting he's, a Facilier in this movie. I think he's criminally underutilised.
0: Yeah, they really only pull him out at Halloween.
1: The only thing I've ever seen him in extra, which I thought he was great in, is one of the few highlights. And even that, he wasn't used nearly enough. But the final season of Once Upon a Time, which doesn't exist, mm. but the final season, him and Regina are a thing. Yeah. And the actor playing him was fantastic, but he just wasn't used enough.
0: Mm.
1: But it was was nice to see his name there getting some love. Yeah. I don't think the princess and the frog is treated with the respect it should be.
0: No, I love that movie. But speaking of Once Upon a Time. Yes. We get another actor who's joining the cast. Her name is Anna Cathcart, and she was in Once Upon a Time as Tween Drizella.
1: (laughs) That must be very early season one. Yeah.
0: Well, that's Cinderella, right? Yeah. She's not around for very long.
1: Yeah. Very, very early on.
0: That was in 2011. Yeah. So, yeah, early on. So, she is going to be in this one okay. as well as another descendant character. Is she
1: going to be Cinderella themed?
0: Yes. <laughs> Oddly enough. Is
1: she going to be Cinderella's daughter no. or is she going to be Grisella's daughter? You know, like a s- stepsister's daughter. She's Drizella's daughter. There we go. You want to
0: guess what she's called?
1: <laughs> I can think of two names beginning with D, and they are our names. And I'm going to assume it's neither one of those. It's not
0: a normal person name.
1: Okay, what is it? It's dizzy. Ugh. Her name's dizzy. That's way too close to Disney, right? Way too close to Disney. We'll see when we watch it because I always heard. Disney. Which is a weird connotation for your villain. Yeah. Okay, so they've added some two new members of the cast. We don't mm-hmm. get Gaston till number three.
0: Yes. We also learn... Well, I'm not telling you that yet. Okay. We also learn that the parents will not be back for this movie. Well, the main four's parents
1: will not be back for yeah, this well, movie. Yeah, well, Maleficent's dead.
0: Well, she's a, a lizard.
1: Yeah, so basically dead. And other than Kathy and Jimmy who Who again massively underused Mm -hmm. i don't want to see more of this awful correlative hill and you know jafar arguably yes could like have more with his interactions but you it would be noticeable that the other three aren't there if he's there Mm -hmm. it makes sense their kids are good now so move on
0: interestingly enough you saying about them being underused That was a lot of the feedback for the first movie was that those characters were underused. And also if your story is supposed to be about the kids and how being villain kids affected them.
1: Why is there not more interaction?
0: Right. Either just have them be kids and let us learn through the kids how bad their parents are or spend more time with the parents. And so they did that and they just got rid of the parents. And we only have one parent in this movie for the villain kids and... She's not shown
1: on screen, but it's Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> wow. Yep. And is she Ursula? Yep. <laughs> That's cool casting. Yeah. But then Kathy Jimmy's cool casting, and yeah. she wasn't used nearly enough. No, I know. So Whoopi Goldberg being cast is phenomenal, but I'm not getting my hopes up that she'll actually be used effectively. No, she's
0: not at all. It's a bit cast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She'd be great in Hocus Pocus 2. As Introduce, anyone introduce, introduce another witch. clan of witches <laughs> yeah. why not have it that the two two clans are going up against each other
0: yeah or, or have it be the Whoopi goldberg told on like pretended to be a nice normal woman
1: i'd quite like if there was a, a secret witch just one secret witch behind the scenes yeah as far back as like you know when the opening of hocus pocus happens mm-hmm. and they hide and they've just survived all these years mm-hmm. they watch this happen and we're trying, you know. Oh,
0: you want Whoopi Goldberg to have been sucking the souls out of children
1: this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, she was on holiday because she's like, oh, it's not going to be this Halloween. i waited every Halloween. I'm going to go yeah. to like Mexico or I'm going to go somewhere for Halloween. Somewhere <laughs> sunny. Because she's like, I've waited. And she comes back and that's where the film starts. She realises the Sanderson's finally came back. Yeah. And she's like, no. And she's spent. Twenty years trying to find a spell mm-hmm. to bring them back, and it is twenty years later, and then and she all she back... needed
0: was a virgin, and she's
1: the fourth, and it's gonna be what's his face's child who's the virgin Max. this time, yeah. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, bring her in for mm-hmm. *Hocus Pocus* two. I think she'd be a great witch. Yes.
0: So they began filming in September of 2016, and then it made its debut on the Disney Channel in 2017, and in February. No July. Okay. Why?
1: So less than a year's production. Yeah.
0: Well, they don't need that long. It's all very choreographed, this kind of film.
1: Yeah. But for the special effects, you expect it to have a little bit more time.
0: Yeah. So the film premiered simultaneously across six Disney networks. <laughs> So if you on... don't
1: want to watch The Descendants, just don't turn on anything Disney that night.
0: Yeah, well, it was premiered on Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah. Then it was on Disney XD an hour later. So those two weren't simultaneous. Then it was on Freeform, ABC, Lifetime and Lifetime Movie.
1: Ugh.
0: So everyone could watch
1: it. Yeah, but that's way oversaturating your market. You know, you're going to risk...
0: Mm.
1: If there's people who really don't want to watch it, you're going to really risk, like, disillusioning them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, what's on ABC? Nothing. Okay, let's go to (laughs) Lifetime. Oh, it's the same thing? Well, I'm cancelling the Disney package. We don't need it. They only show one thing.
0: Yeah. Well, on Disney Channel, it premiered alongside the world premiere of Raven's Home, which was the That's So Raven sequel series about her being an adult and having her own kids, which I actually did watch live, which means I waited until this film was over because I did not watch this upon release. Why not? I just wasn't going to sit. I don't know. I feel like it's weird nowadays to sit and like go and see your TV movie the moment it airs.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, I I think I recorded it. Our viewing habits are very different nowadays Mm -hmm. with the advent of obviously streaming services. There were people that were literally logging on at midnight to watch WandaVision and to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like people were doing that.
0: Yeah. Well, I wanted to watch this. I just wanted Raven's Home a bit more.
1: But I also think it's different nowadays with social media. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Descendants do have social media, but you probably weren't using it in the same way. You can't log on the day after for fear of spoilers. Yeah. But that's interesting that you were more interested for raven Simone than this.
0: Yeah, I loved Raven. That is so Raven. It is so Raven. So... It was viewed by eight point nine million viewers, which isn't
1: reaching the heights of High School Musical two. It's
0: the second most viewed decom of all time,
1: after High School Musical two. Yeah, and so okay, so at this point or forever, yeah. So forever. Descendants three hasn't no. done as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't win any awards.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: But it wasn't really. In for any <laughs> to be
1: honest, yeah, yeah. What was critical reception like in terms of like, did people like it, or you know, not like I don't want like Roger Ebert's, huh? I don't want like you know, like people who are prestigious film reviewers, like the response from fans, I yes. guess.
0: So, the fan response was that this is. The same as High School Musical 2, this built on the first one. We enjoyed it more, maybe because we know the characters a bit already and we don't have to go through that introduction to yeah. them again. But also, we spend more time with the villain kid side of things mm-hmm. than the Oridon side of things.
1: Okay, oh it was called Oridon, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> I spent, when we watched the first one, I spent the entire viewing looking at a map of <laughs> yeah, and trying to figure out how this world now works. Because we talked about you have Ordon High yeah. versus Camelot Prep.
1: It doesn't which work. Which
0: is not in, in, like they're across the border and there's yeah. this big wall.
1: And there are literally only four schools, you know, like. Yeah. I'm. <sighs> one of them is the one from High School Musical. <laughs> so my issue is still, I don't, I don't like the world it's set in.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't like the weird Americanized version of all these fairy tales. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird. Mm-hmm. And it's still very, like, tough to overcome as an adult who loves Disney to suddenly see these characters that are traditionally set in Europe
0: mm.
1: now using dollars and in the modern land. I can forgive, like, characters' diet. I can imagine there's an alternate thing. If they'd done some kind of thing like there was a spell, not I'm not saying exactly the same as Once Upon a Time, like a curse, <laughs> but that they knew, mm-hmm. but they were kind of like, well, this is cool because we just live
0: here now. We yeah. live,
1: we live here now. But do you know what? Okay, lives are marginally better. Yeah, it's not ideal, but
0: we've got healthcare in Mobile phones. Something, so yeah, it's fine. like something
1: to explain why it's so different because mm-hmm. it's just so weird about this world.
0: Yeah,
1: and I, I just, it's, it's. I know this is not a realistic film and no. suspension of disbelief should be easy but I can't suspend my disbelief on that. Okay. It bugs me. And I I think the costume design in the first one was fantastic. Yes. With the exception, as I mentioned, of trying to replicate the villain's
0: mm.
1: animated clothes. And
0: you don't have to worry about that this time. And
1: yeah, by the sounds of it, I don't have to worry about it this time, which is great. I think that was awesome. Just not the right choice, mm-hmm. especially because then you're like, "But hey, they're these characters, but they're in this setting now. Make them sound on their own."
0: Especially when you've got Belle and the Beast in like a suit and a day dress.
1: The most I'd be happy with would be the Beast in like his like what happens with Bruce, Rumble and Belle. Yeah. I could I can deal with that. Yeah, but
0: that's a modern. That suit was too modern to be in the animated yeah, Beauty and
1: the Beast. But like... I just feel like it's that 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 was way too much for me. Mm-hmm. The other thing I did have issue with, I don't think I liked the songs. I didn't like the weird techno element from the... Yeah, that's
0: not changing in the (laughs) song. Yeah, and that bugs
1: me because I think that they're all very talented singers, but I think musically they've not been accompanied Mm. well.
0: Yeah, Disney really decided that this was the sound they wanted for this series. But there are a few songs in this one that don't do it. And I, are better for it. It's
1: just weird because it's like techno equals villain. It's like, well, actually, we could have... And, and fair enough, like, it's a overplayed thing. But, like, there's some singers here that could nail some, like, little rock numbers. Mm-hmm. So why aren't we having that for their world?
0: I'm saving that for Teen Beach movie.
1: <sighs> I don't mean that, <laughs> like, 50s rock. I mean, like, punkish.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. You know?
1: Why can't we have that in this world? So... Cool. I enjoyed High School Musical 2 more mm-hmm. than I enjoyed High School Musical 1. And yeah. if fans of Descendants 2 think that this is the superior Descendants film, cool. Mm-hmm. Probably going to have more of a good time than I did the first time round. But I'm not fully through the doorway yet. I'm kind of just like peeking my head through the doorway just to see what's going on and then like yeah. swiftly moving it back. I don't <laughs> want to stay in too long. I'm just long. in here
0: by myself having a dance party. Yeah, you know what I
1: mean? So... You know, I guess we're on the trail to Auradon.
0: Yep, on the trail. <laughs> That's quite good, actually. I yep.
1: like that. We're on the trail to Auradon. Yep. Will I want to speed run this one? Will <laughs> I want to watch another musical? Yes. Oh, I'm answer. not excited, but I will it's give fine. it a try.
0: We'll be chilling
1: like villains. Yep. that doesn't rhyme. Chillin' like a villain <laughs> with awful techno music. Chilling
0: like a villain does rhyme.
1: No, because it's chilling. Yeah. Chilling like a villain. Yeah. It's villain.
0: Villain.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have a great time. I might not, but hey, you love listening to me be miserable. Yes. I'm sure I
0: can find you a poison apple to deal with.
1: We will see you very, very shortly. I didn't know what you were going through. I thought that you were fine. Why did you have to hide? I didn't want to let you down. But the truth is out, it's tearing me apart. Not listening to my heart, cause you can find me in the space between. But two worlds come to meet, I'll never be out of reach. Cause you're a part of me, so you can find me in the space between. You'll never be alone. No matter where you go, we can meet in the space between.
0: And we are back. We made it through Cotillion and survived.
1: What's Cotillion? Oh, it's the weird thing on a boat.
0: Do you know what a Cotillion actually no, is? No, I've I only, no idea. I only learned this today from watching a YouTube video. Not about this. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: Cotillion is and I'm definitely pronouncing it wrong cuz Americans say cotillion. Yes. But I'm saying cotillion. It's it's like a coming out party, like a debutante ball.
1: So this is officially like her introduction into royal society there. Yeah. Okay.
0: But then the other characters talk about it like it happens all the time, which I guess if you're all princesses it probably does happen all the time. Yeah. But cotillions tend to be about one person.
1: And this case, well it's it's clearly for Mao. Yeah. Which so, kind of goes a little off the course of a yeah, little bit. But... but now
0: the end of the film makes way more sense to me why they're all so shocked.
1: Anyway, did, was it, did it not make sense why they were shocked anyway?
0: Not everyone. Because there are going to be a lot of people at that party who have no idea who Uma is.
1: I think that still makes it just as shocking. Okay, fair enough.
0: Right, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So
1: this basically takes place over a weekend.
0: Yeah, 48 hours.
1: Yeah, so it's like Romeo and Juliet yeah. in terms of not... And I like that. You know, it's a shorter scale, especially compared to Pippin last week. Mm.
0: Especially I... compared to um, Descendants, because Descendants is a couple of months.
1: Yeah, and the scale of that is quite weird, isn't it? Because yeah. it does feel like it's all very sudden, and then you have to con- concede, like, it's actually not that long.
0: Mm.
1: I like the idea that this is a lot quicker and i would agree that the decision to cut a lot of the parents is a really smart idea yeah it makes it even more frustrating that you've got Whoopi goldberg in literally just to speak one line of text but that's Mm. quite cool
0: yeah and it's because you don't see her that's sort of a easter egg
1: this film is not without its faults but there are some good bits to it Mm -hmm. and i think we'll talk about them Yes. And we'll talk about some of the things that I really didn't like about this one. I don't think, I don't think it's like High School Musical where I like this one a lot more than the first Descendants. I would say they're about even. Mm-hmm. Cause For anytime, different reasons. Yeah, like whenever something good happens in this, something bad happens <laughs> in this, you know, that just yeah. frustrates me. And what I would say is arguably, this is better written. Yeah. And there are bits that annoy me, but they serve a really important purpose. So yes, they annoy me, but at least they go somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Therefore, whether it annoys me or not, at least it's it, it works for the narrative. It's not like I'd say cut it and we'd have a better film. Without it, we probably wouldn't have a good as good a film as we do. Yeah. So I, I thought the opening, I'm going to start straight off the bat. I enjoyed the energy, but I found the opening confusing.
0: Ways to be Wicked.
1: And I think, I personally think it would have been better if we'd had the scene that follows the song first and then we have the song. Because I'm sat watching and going, wait, are they evil again? Yeah. Why are they evil again? Mm -hmm. They were good. Why are they corrupting everyone? Why is the beast doing a robot? Why why are they corrupting everyone?
0: So what we needed was, this is six months later, by the way. Okay. Not clear. No. But six months later, we need to see blonde Mal yeah. being harassed at every pos- possible opportunity by these journalists. And then... With some
1: really awful questions as well, like really racist questions as yeah, well. Yeah, basically. You know, is um, your mother still a lizard? Did you ever think you'd end up with a villain kid? Like, that's, that's awful journalism. Like, she yeah. should be sent to the island of Misfit Toys.
0: Also, they've been together for six months. Like... Aren't we a bit past asking these questions now? Yeah. If they've been on their royal tour already. Yeah. But like you say, we should have had her being harassed constantly by these people, and then what we need is a Brittany from Glee turn. You know where she spins, and we're yes. suddenly in a music number. She turns, and her hair turns purple, and then suddenly we're in. Ways or someone's to it.
1: talking to her, and we just fade in, like their voices dim, and we fade into this because this is way too confusing. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said with Pippin last week, I consider myself to be a smart man. Mm-hmm. You know, that line in Acceptance Song* is like, you know, I am a handsome man. <laughs> yeah. I am a smart man. But that was confusing mm-hmm. because the last time we saw these characters, they were good. And now they're just not. Mm-hmm. And yes, this is very tongue in cheek. Obviously, the way they corrupt people with the poison apples and everything. Mm. And and the corruption is that you start dancing. Yeah. But... It, Evil dancing. <laughs> yeah, but it just, it's weird. So I would, I, but I like it. I think it's a really great opening number. Mm. High energy. And that's and what you like. I like that. Kenny and I think Ortega took that to heart, obviously. <laughs> yes, preemptively. He's like, <laughs> do you know what? Kenny Ortega is, is a time lord. He's mm-hmm. definitely travelled back in time having listened to this yeah. podcast to improve.
0: He heard what you wanted.
1: But... It, it's definitely more high energy and the, the choreography is great. The costumes are great. It, it's a really fun opening number. It just weird placement. You know, no context behind the song. Then suddenly you're like, oh, it's a fantasy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not like I enjoyed that moment of realisation, which mm-hmm. is what I think they were going for, because it literally is just straight in. So I'd have enjoyed it more if I knew it was a fantasy going in. They dined with Aladdin and Jasmine. I wonder if they talked about Jafar and how his son is... I wonder if that crops up as conversation, or is it just not appropriate to be like, yeah, I'm best friends with uh, Jafar's son. Yikes.
0: (laughs) Jafar says hi. Right, I know
1: that's a funny joke later on, (laughs) but I wonder if that cropped up at all. Like, because Aladdin and Jasmine are going to be good people, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, they're heroes, so they have to be good people, Mm -hmm. apparently. But I wonder if they at least said, or or brought Jay with them and Jay got a chance to talk to him. Maybe it's like, hey, I am sorry about what happened. And on, on behalf of my family, I am sorry. Mm. Uh, do you think Jay got the chance to go and no. make amends?
0: No. So I feel like this scene had more to it because it's on the TV. It's, Mal is having her cotillion dress fitted yeah,
1: and by watching, Evie like, yeah. and they're
0: watching the news, which is delivered by Snow White because she's the journalist on TV. Yeah, so
1: Snow White is just a standard person, but Aladdin and Jasmine are king and queen somewhere
0: yeah yeah. Oridon doesn't make sense so the map that I like to look at of this fictional universe Agrabah which is where Aladdin and Jasmine are oh god they just moved the
1: Middle East
0: they yeah ugh
1: Well, Auradon's America. I know, but when you think about the fact that Agrabah is in the Middle East and there is an Agrabah in Auradon. It, no, it's know. not
0: in Auradon. This is my point. It's a separate island. Okay. They're, a, they're their own kingdom.
1: Okay, that's fine.
0: Then. So they're on like a royal tour. So they would have gone to Camelot as well. And... No,
1: because Sherwood Forest is in the States.
0: No, it's not.
1: There is... No, we
0: talked about this last time. I can show you the map okay, again. Okay, fine, but still, There's basically,
1: the... they've moved all of them to one continent. The Great
0: Wall of China <laughs> separates Sherwood Forest and Camelot from Oradon. They are not part of the I am not going to get the
1: conclusion I want to this trilogy, where I want, like, a big war between them. Like, but I feel like...
0: a quad now.
1: A what? quadrilogy. Well, you know what I mean. I'm not going to get the conclusion I want, because it's a musical, and it's a decom, but... Everything about this should be built into war.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like,
0: mm-hmm. I'd
1: make it far more gritty if I was doing this. But that's another podcast. Yeah. It's confusing, like, the political landscape. So, you know, are they are they a minor king? Is it like they are senators? We talked about this. Are they at the senator level? Yeah. But, you know, they're going on their tour. And... We
0: see in the video that Mal is not as refined as everyone would like her to be because she eats something and then spits it into her napkin and is like "Mm -mm."
1: they reference it later on being curry and i didn't like that
0: yeah it was unnecessary like okay
1: (laughs) i i feel like they they could just specify food i I feel like that's a choice to say deliberately curry Mm. and i feel like it's not a right choice yeah i don't know i just said food but we're not going to get into that uh yeah and i feel like the whole thing the problem with this film I will say, is that a lot of the kind of incidents happen so quickly. Like, we don't really get enough time in Mal's headspace before she's like, oh, hey, I'm not that girl. And she disappears. It's not like it's built up enough. Do you know what I mean? It it comes very much like, it's got to happen quickly for the plot to happen, but it's way too quickly for Mm. us to be like, I don't feel like you're that conflicted. Really,
0: they just wanted to get Mal back on the island as quickly as possible. Yeah,
1: and I fully appreciate that. But we needed more of a montage. And hey, musical theatre with musical sequences would probably have been a great way to do that. And we only have six songs. Yes. Why could we have not had a seventh song that showed her slowly...
0: Technically, there are seven songs. Okay,
1: why could we not have had an eighth song? That was put in to yeah. show this. Because it happens very, very quickly.
0: Well, especially because Dove Cameron, who plays Mal, is a musical theatre performer.
1: Yes. So, they're talking as they're doing the dress fitting. It's mm-hmm. not one of Evie's best, but...
0: oh, no, I, I know it's
1: in Auradon colours, but this dress sucks. Yeah. They are talking about how Ben isn't aware that Mal is still using magic. Mm-hmm. And Mal's like, well, it won't hurt. It's literally how I'm get getting through. Yeah. And we have Eviana Jones, as she says that the spell book belongs in a museum.
0: <laughs> we also get a great shot of the terrarium that is next to Mal's
1: bed. Yeah, that has her mother in.
0: It has a little sign that says, please don't feed my mum. I quite like
1: that the, they've clearly chosen an evil lizard because it kind of, Glare it's a really camera. angry lizard. Yeah. It's got
0: all it's got a little throne to sit on and a little food thing and then on the wall at the back of the terrarium it says evil like me on like yeah. a little whiteboard. I love it.
1: Yeah. Set dressing for the lizard. No, and I think the set dressing for most of this has been quite cool. There's one mm. moment I'm like, "Oh, I didn't like that." And we'll talk about it when we get that. Is it
0: the CGI?
1: <laughs> no, well the CGI is trash. We'll talk about that. But we're talking about like specific like set composition. Mm. We cut to see some of the other evil kids, the villain kids, and all the girls now fancy Jay. And Mm. Jay's like, well, I'm not going to ask any of them out. I'm going to make them wait. That's what power is. And Carlos is all jealous. He's like, but I want a girl. How do I ask a girl? Do I have to dress like you? And Jay's like, yep. You have to look like me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But he doesn't want any girl. He wants a specific girl.
1: He wants plain Jane.
0: Yeah. Who had such a glow up between movies.
1: This is my biggest gripe straight off the bat. Right. How is she still at this school? That is some serious nepotism. Because she was the one... The unleashed maleficent.
0: Yeah, but we needed that. She,
1: she should have been shipped straight off to the evil characters.
0: It's because of bad parenting, and we forgive that in this series. It's,
1: do you know what I mean? Though, like, it's yeah. it's it's such a double standard, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. that they've allowed all these kids, and here they are. She could have brought about the downfall of the kingdom, but because the the blue fairy, the fairy godmother, is her mother, and. Happens to run the school she's still here with no sanction in place-hm mm-hmm. is some serious nonsense
0: I think her sanction is that she's she no longer has a social life she was she doing runs this before everything. She, yeah,
1: but she was doing this before no she wasn't
0: because like, shes got, she's now a cheerleader. She wasn't a cheerleader. No, in the but first she one. she
1: was certainly booking royal events. Before no, and helping. She her says mom. that she wasn't. Was she not? Yes. Okay.
0: So she says that because Audrey, which is Ben's ex girlfriend, daughter of Aurora, has
1: disappeared.
0: Yeah, I don't know where they said she went.
1: She's she's yeah she's gap gone.
0: Here. She isn't here anymore. And she was the head cheerleader, and she was in charge of organising all these school events. Yeah. And.
1: It's called Spirit. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And getting
0: all the royals to attend these events. Yeah. So
1: she's now taken over. Yeah. And she's also working on Beige Ben's secret project. Beige Ben. Oh, he's so beige. He's
0: so beige.
1: Beige Ben's secret project, which is like a present for Mao. I thought it was um, the the story of the little mermaid. And then you said it was Mao. And like, it looks far more like Ariel than it does Mao. But
0: with purple hair. Yeah. That's fair.
1: So, you know, she's she's completely oblivious to the fact that Carlos has a serious crush on her. Yeah. And then, you know...
0: She's one of two kids in this movie that do not have the same first letter of their name as their parent. Because so, she's the fairy godmother's kid, so she's Jane. I don't know why they picked Jane. Can she have been like Freya... Daughter of the Fairy Godmother. Who's
1: the other one? I guess it's uh, Linny.
0: Lonnie. Lonnie, yeah. Lonnie. But then she's, she's Mulan. Mulani. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mulani, <laughs> Mulani. Uh, I like the introduction we're having to what these... Kids are doing in their their, their new world. Mm-hmm. So obviously we see that Mao is struggling, but we see that everyone else is actually doing a little bit better for themselves. So
0: yeah, Evie's making a lot of money. Evie's making
1: a lot of money, and she's making dresses. She
0: don't need no prince.
1: Nope, she's in the money. She's going to buy her own castle. No prints needed. Why? Still
0: dating Dopey's son.
1: Yeah. Why is Doug dressed like Artie from Glee?
0: Is that what his name is?
1: They call him Doug later on. Yeah. But like Dopey's kid,
0: yeah.
1: Why, why, why does he like? He just needs a wheelchair, and he is
0: don't hold your breath. In Glee, he gets ponytail in the next one.
1: <sighs> <Blech>. oh. <laughs> I... It's not nice either. It's like a clip on. It's very interesting in the fact that there's a lot of characters that they establish in the first one that have much sort of smaller roles or aren't in this at all. So like Audrey's not in this, and they've completely changed Chad in this one, and Doug's barely in this one. You know
0: completely I feel like Chad's the same no
1: Chad did not have this kind of trajectory in the first one
0: no he just was not Chad as was like a
1: secondary foil he was like the Oridon foil yeah and here he is just like the worst comic relief but anyway well... I just
0: like, I like the idea that he can't function without being told what to do
1: yeah and he's definitely had a fall from Grace like losing the girl. Because he's not used to it. And he's definitely through the process of, like, a breakdown. Like, a psychotic episode, you know? Yeah. But...
0: Guess who we trade him for in the third one.
1: Oh, is he gone completely? Yeah. Good. I can't say I would have missed him in this one, you know? Yeah. Who who do we trade him for? Audrey. Oh, Audrey comes back. Yeah. Fine. So, basically... She's a good actress. No, she was... I liked her in the first one.
0: You know, actually... Props to the guy who plays Chad, because I think Chad's hilarious. No, he
1: and you're right in that there's elements of very Jim carrey
0: Jedediah Goodacre.
1: (laughs) That's a great name. I'll talk about Chad when we get some Chad bits. Mm -hmm. How's that sound? So, yeah, we see uh, Beige Ben surprise. Mao, he's literally, like, hiding behind her Mm. locker. And he's like, oh, hey, I bought you a scooter.
0: Hell yeah,
1: and is in hell return. yeah, <laughs> and in return it's like, but yes, you're supposed to cook me a picnic, and she was like, oh, I yeah. think she'd
0: already agreed to that.
1: No, I mean, yeah, but
0: also, what an absolute mood of her I being mean, like, it's not Thursday, and he's like,
1: mm-hmm. he's just so boring. He has to buy her love. At this point, there's not anything really yeah. keeping them together. I don't get the sense of any real chemistry between them. No. They, we'll if talk it, about that later. But it feels very much like they made a choice
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the end of the first one. And, like, the sixth one says, it's like, yeah, this isn't working. But it's very public. And we can't really break this union because of how much it means. Mm. I kind of miss Audrey. I wish I hadn't dumped her so publicly. You know? Like, I wish
0: you hadn't date-drugged me into dumping her. It just... Because we're just never going to talk It really about that does again. feel like
1: there's no chemistry between them at this point. They are going through the motions. And I don't know if it gets better. I feel like it definitely feels marginally improved by the end of the film. Yeah. But you never feel like there's actual, like, energy between them. Like, you're certainly rooting for Mal to end up with anyone else.
0: Mm. Specifically, Evie.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's never going to happen in a decom, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But certainly she has more energy with... Harry Hook, you know.
0: The guy she was actually dating.
1: Oh, yeah at the fine. time. Fine. Yeah. But Mal forgets it's Thursday because of course he's so boring. Yes. And uh she owes him a picnic. Yeah. yeah. Jay fences now. So it's not
0: called fencing, it's called
1: joust. Okay, well jousting. I so I like this formula that we have Mal's life is wrong. One of her friends' life is great. Mal's life is wrong. One of her friends' life is great. Yeah. You know, so
0: I like that we're sowing the seeds for her not being able to ruin it for them.
1: Yes, which is really important for what she does and why she does it, because mm-hmm. they are much better off here. Yeah. So, yeah, Jay is the jousting captain. captain. Yeah. Lacrosse season is clearly over. Yeah. Tur- that,
0: that's called tourney. Whatever it's
1: and called. And this
0: is called joust, even though it is just fencing.
1: Yeah. And Lonnie fences too. Yep. I was thinking, right, they'll hook up by the end of this. Kind of. Not explicitly, but yeah. But Chad oppresses women Yep. and says, no girls, because it's in the rule book. It is in the rule book, to quote Space Jam.
0: I mean, I feel like Cinderella would have some things to say about his behaviour.
1: It's a boarding school. They're, they're not literally like out of sight, out of mind. I
0: know.
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> So, yes, uh, we then cut to...
0: Yes, they mentioned very specifically that the team must be made up of a captain and eight men.
1: Eight merry men.
0: Specifically men.
1: Yes. They are men in tights, that's for sure. Yeah. After this, so Carlos is part of the, the team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we then get my favourite Shakespeare play. and Carlosio and Janiette. Yeah. Because they are on a balcony and, you know. And it thing.
0: does evoke that kind of imagery. Star, yeah,
1: it's, it's secondary star-crossed lovers after Mal and Ben. And, yeah. This they... is the
0: second time he's tried to ask her out.
1: And she thinks they are just friends and she talks about friendly things. Uh, and...
0: She does the best acting in this film. And she, like, swings her arm and is like, oh, gosh, you're such a good friend. Yeah. And he holds his arm and is like... You got me. Such a good friend. It's so cute. And yeah,
1: as he goes goes to leave, he he picks up dude. He's like, don't mock me. And and dude is calling him out. Basically. Silently.
0: Dude's adorable. The way
1: dude should be. Yes. But we'll get to that in a moment. (laughs) I really don't like the line... We've talked about it before. And hey, if you haven't, go listen to the 52 Weeks of Christmas podcast where we guested and spoke about Anna in the Apocalypse for more as we talk about how much we hate the concept of a friend zone.
0: Yes. And (sighs) here we cut to Carlos in his bedroom talking about uh, Googling
1: how to get out the friend zone. Ugh. As a concept, I think that vocabulary needs to be banned from media. I think it's irresponsible.
0: Well, there's another line in this scene that's equally as irritating. Yeah. Where he's told to man up. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have Well, okay, this. we'll talk
1: about that in a moment. Yeah, because that is really, really bad. But I think friend zone is, is an awful term. And these are Disney kids watching this growing up thinking, well, a friend zone, that's perfectly acceptable language. Yeah. It's not. I, I really, really hate it. We've, we've spoken in depth, but mm. like you should just be happy to have people and and if you you want...
0: literally come from an island where you you only have 3 friends and everyone yeah. else wants to kill you including your mom
1: D- deal with it yeah and <laughs> listeners if 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 you are listening you should you should cherish any relationship you mm-hmm. have be it a family relationship be it a romantic relationship or be it a friendship yes and even if that's a friend that you have deeper feelings for you should still cherish that relationship you have with them because mm-hmm. They are still an important part of your life. Even if things aren't what you wish they could be, they are still there. Mm -hmm. Let's drop this awful word from the language, you know?
0: I have a vivid memory of saying that exact sentence to you, though. Like, early in our relationship, where I was like, oh, we're going to be such good friends. And you were like, oh, (laughs) okay.
1: but... You know, I I was happy with that. If that's mm. all we ever were, was friends, then fine. Oh yeah, I know. But I think that's a problem. And and things like this that are tailored towards very young people are very much life-defining stuff. We don't need to keep perpetuating this. No, and especially because they do end, spoiler alert, they do end up together. So it then is like, well, you can break this imaginary friend zone. Like, I just mm. really think they works. should be like, how how to talk to a girl. How to tell a girl I like her. You yeah. know, or like something like that, more wholesome.
0: Yeah, it's it, not really going to change the scene. Why no, it really reason.
1: isn't. So Mal is dressed like Frozen Fever Elsa, hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and is yeah, having like another freak out. Too.
0: But we're getting more and more of Mal, where her hair, including the purple yeah. tips, and her clothes are getting paler and paler. Yeah. she's losing more and more. Yeah, of
1: and it's really good. But again. I think it'd be nice to have it in a song sequence. Yeah. Especially if you have the, all those costume changes in a very quick succession. But mm-hmm. she's, she's coming in and she's coming to help Carlos. And this is where we get Chad's really awful, weird gurning as he sneaks in the room. I just felt like this was a little extra.
0: Oh, we've just got to make it very, very clear that everyone in Auradon has their own 3D printer.
1: I don't think everyone does. Oh, no, everyone does, but his has the hat.
0: Yeah, Jay updated their 3D printer so that it runs really smoothly and you can basically just program in anything. Which you is want. a really
1: nice, like, MacGuffin device. Yeah. I just really, it's the way he's like sneaking in the door and looking around. with really, really like elasticy, stupid facial expression. And it's just, just having a he managed
0: in. to get in here before. He says he came in before when they were asleep and 3D printed himself a key.
1: Yeah. To their room. Right. This Chad is far creepier and more unhinged than the first ones. The first one was just like Jock. Yeah. There's a really weird trajectory with him. And like you say, it's because he hasn't got someone to tell him what to do.
0: Yes. And I know that the plot of this series is like, there's good and evil in everyone. Yeah, And we should be aware of that and teach people how to be good people rather than just lock everyone who's bad away and let all the good people be here because
1: yeah which is heard... funny because nothing's actually changed other than these four kids.
0: No. And then you've got Chad who clearly is up to some creepy bad guy stuff.
1: But it's not even bad guy stuff. It's literally just the footnote of a joke. Yeah. And that's all he exists to be in this one like whereas in the first one he was like a lesser villain like the one who's going to help conspire against the villain kids. Mhm. In this, he's just like there to laugh at. And it's like, that could have been perfectly done with some random character. It didn't need to be Chad. Yeah.
0: Because
1: it doesn't feel genuine for where he was. It's like, we brought him back. We don't know what to do with him. Let's just laugh at him. Yeah, why not? (sighs) Okay, so Carlos is going to take a truth gummy, Mm -hmm. but dude eats it. And this is my least favourite bit of the film.
0: Just before you mention this. Yeah. We have a, another thing from Mal where it makes it really clear that none of her friends are actually hearing what she's saying. Because she says to Carlos, if you take this gummy, you need to be really certain that you're okay with speaking the truth. Because if I was to take this right now, I would say a lot of things that would get me mm. sent back to the aisle. And Carlos is like, yeah, whatever, just give it to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very much their own problems. They're not actually listening. Like, yeah, and I help. really
0: like that. It happens yeah very well it does no and movie. I'd agree
1: with that like Mao's personal like conflict in moments like that is great
0: but yeah she throws her hands out while she's saying that and her hand goes down to her side and dude jumps down and eats the truth gummy
1: now I understand why this has to happen and we'll talk about that as mm-hmm. we get there but there's so many better ways to do dude talking yeah Without having to do the really awful animation of him trying to move his mouth. Can he not just still be a dog and we just accept that the thoughts come from him? Yeah. You know, like, does it have to be like that? Like, we can just hear it. I think his... I know the actor voicing him is very accomplished. But I think his voice is very annoying. And, yeah, this is when we get that awful. If you want the girl, you've got to man up. Which is, again, really, really damaging language. Yeah. And unnecessary and just makes me is even worse at this point so i have to congratulate the descendants on doing the impossible they have made me angry whenever a cute dog comes on the screen yeah that's never happened before mm-hmm. and we watched the pack <laughs> I liked the pack. I liked the pack, but there are times, you know, you're rooting for certain ones and you want to get annoyed because like your favorite's not winning, but you can't be annoyed because they're such cute dogs.
0: I've just realized slight tangent. Yeah. that the guy that plays Chad is in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina as cool. Dorian Gray.
1: Nice. I could see that. And he's great <laughs> in yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's the direction though, isn't it? I mean, Yeah.
0: He's a very sexy man in Chilling
1: Adventures of Sabrina. A lot of the kids from High School Musical are better actors than High School Musical allows them to be. Yes. So it doesn't surprise me. True. So we now cut to the island Mm -hmm. and we pan down at Ursula's Fish and Chips. And the sign for Ursula's shop is brilliant. Mm -hmm. That's what more of Descendants 1 should have been, where we're not just replicating costumes, but we we show the animated style because it's animated Ursula. Yeah. And even if we saw her and she looked completely different, fine, it's a brand. Mm -hmm. That's what things like Maleficent and Cruella Deville and Jafar should have been more of this.
0: Yeah. Here's my question though. Which Disney artist was evil and got banished to the aisle so that he could do artwork for all of these shelves?
1: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Geppetto for playing God.
0: We also have a great sign. Yeah, That's funny. We also have a great sign underneath the shop sign where it says, you'll take it how I serve it, yeah. which I love. That's hilarious. Yeah,
1: I, I thought that was so cool. And yes, we meet Uma. She is not a fan of Mao.
0: Mm-mm. Her
1: design is very cool. She looks very Davy Jones. Her
0: is amazing. Yeah,
1: like, I, I like this. Mm-hmm. And we learn that she was bullied by mouse in childhood because they're different kind of gangs. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, this is it you've clearly got like the magic gang which is Mao and Evie kind of Jay, you know, you could imagine that Jay would ha- inherit some kind of magic from Jafar and Carlos isn't magic but like He's part of their gang.
0: Yeah. And you can... Like, we get told that there's territories yes. on the Isle. And you can imagine that Maleficent and Ursula would have had a problem.
1: Yes. And this is it. And I like that idea. And there should be certainly more territories. Mm-hmm. And I think this is there where... are. I, remember, this is where one of my issues is, is the fact that the, this pirate seafaring gang has one member who should not be part of this gang. Yes. And that's Gil.
0: Well, so, what we learn in the spin-off books, because I've been doing research... Yeah. Which nobody who's just watched the films would know, is that the different territories are broken up into different levels of evilness. Yes. So, like, there's the normal person evil over in one area, which is like your Gastons, Radcliffe, uh, the guy from Hunchback. Yeah. You know, humans. Probably, yeah. Humans who can do human damage to people, but realistically, if you put them up against Ursula, are just gonna die. Or Maleficent, she's just going to kill them, yeah. you know, like not a threat. But then you have the Maleficent area, which is like her hand picked court because yeah. she's a queen. And then you have Ursula's area, which is all the water based stuff. Yes. And then there's a third one that I'm not going to, a fourth like, one which, that which I'm not going to fair, gonna mention.
1: fair, because I get that. However, Gil doesn't fit in.
0: No, Gil why is, is he
1: here? Yeah, Gil isn't a seafaring person. And it's... I was he's thinking, the Carlos right,
0: of this group I have
1: been thinking about this and I was thinking he'd be a far better foil in the third one yeah. if it all culminated with Gaston's child trying to take out Bell and Beast's child and imagine if Gaston, I know it's two on the nose but hey, storytelling, nice book ending because the sins of the father, because they didn't try to resolve the issue with Gaston sooner mm. Giller's grown that And it's all culminated because Gil should have been one of the first ones off if you really wanted to make a statement and he's got angrier. Yeah. Imagine him being flanked by the Sheriff of Nottingham's kid.
0: Would he be a fox?
1: No. Because none of these characters are the way they should be. Yeah. But the Sheriff of Nottingham's kid Mm -hmm. and the Red Queen slash the Knave of Hearts kid. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool little gang. That you mm-hmm. can you can see the synergy there. They're kind of like warriors. They they're like the jocks of the island. Yeah. And they think they're stronger and they're good hunters and like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not that great. But there's something to that as a group that you could you could see that synergy there. We were talking, who do we have replace Gil? We don't necessarily need someone to replace Gil. Just have another nameless person be there. But you could have, like, Ratcliffe's son, who's like, well, I went on C once, you know? Yeah. I I don't think Gil works in this group. And it did put me off, because I'm such a big fan of Gaston. Mm -hmm. And there were some lovely moments with Gil. But from the get-go, it's clear that this film doesn't get Gaston. Yeah. And for a film about Disney villains that's an issue. Mhm.
0: You yeah, know, they really they do not get Gaston. And we are very we're big fans of Gaston. We went to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party dressed as Belle and Gaston and had an excellent interaction yeah. with Gaston. We had a great time. Yeah. and We spent get... a lot of time talking about Gaston's motivations. Yeah, and... like
1: don't get me wrong, Gaston is obviously the villain. Mm. Like I'll make jokes, but he's obviously the villain and he's awful. Uh, misogynistic viewpoints yes. but there's just something about that man I love both in the animated he's a great and, villain yeah he is he's a great villain but he's not dumb he's not just this this all brawn and no brains because in both the animated film he's he's a great hunter and you have to have some kind of mental aptitude for that and yeah in, in
0: that era that takes a bit of skill he's clearly quite a well established hunter and marksman yeah
1: you know, yes, he can't read. There's no pictures in his books, but that's not what he was born to do. He's... He
0: absolutely can read. <laughs> this is my thing, right? And they they go into it more in the live action one, which ugh, fine. But he can definitely read. It's more just like in the same way that pe- I know people who don't enjoy reading novels. Yeah. Yeah. They can read. They did exams. He would be in reading school.
1: graphic novels or mangas.
0: Oh. Yeah,
1: probably. <laughs>
0: but you know, he's not the kind of guy that goes home and reads for fun. No. He's an outdoorsy kind of person. Yeah. And
1: and again in the in the live action film, as much as you don't like it, but we see that there was a war and he was clearly high ranking within the war, so a mm-hmm. great tactician. Yeah. He is smarter than he should be. And you know, we don't know who Gaston's had a kid with. I'm assuming it's a Bimbet.
0: It has to be. Because
1: his son is blonde. Like his son doesn't even look like Gaston. Yeah, the rest of them you can look at each of them. I didn't know who he was until they mentioned his his dad was Gaston. Yeah, the rest of them I could look at and you could tell because aesthetically they looked some the same. kind of
0: synergy. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's nothing here, so this is just really upsetting for somebody who, you know, my favorite villain hasn't been represented in the way I'd like, mm-hmm. and for something that's all big on the villain and and stuff like that, it should be better. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, his vibe is not pirate and he shouldn't be as part of this gang. Harry, I like. I think Harry is a great addition here. Again, it feels very Once Upon a Time in the representation of him as this Hook Jr. Yeah. But also in the fact that, hey, it's the second one because Hook comes in in season two of Once Upon a Time and immediately is a sidekick. And it's the same here.
0: Yeah, this is very... This actor, I love him. He's one of my favourite parts of this particular film. Yes, yeah. His name is Thomas Doherty. He's fantastic. He is, very good. What a great performer. He's having a great time here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like this is aimed at him specifically... It's aimed at kids that are just a little bit too young for Once Upon a Time.
1: But will get there eventually. And they'll
0: graduate to it. And then you get that Hook. And yeah. it's, that's like the older And I hook. think
1: this is the thing is, he, he looks like Hook's son, without oh, a doubt. But mean. he looks like Once Upon a Time Hook's son. He doesn't look like...
0: And I'm okay with that. Yeah,
1: but he doesn't like animated Hook's son. And I feel like, mm. could they have done more with it?
0: Who did Hook have a kid with? They don't explain this anywhere. I just like to think about it. That's a
1: really interesting question. I don't know. Because it's got to be like a fairy. (laughs) What it's got to be is just a normal person, to be honest. Just a normal villain. Maybe, maybe...
0: Yeah, well, we see there's a lot of people on this island. There's a lot of people
1: on this island who literally have no other, no other reason. It must all
0: be the villagers from Beauty and the Beast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because all all revolted with Gaston. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of people that you could argue are villains, but had done like what the entire royal. I want, I want a prequel, right? And I want to see how they judged who was evil was it the magic mirror did they have to stand in front of the magic mirror and it did like a 51% you know how in pointless it goes down and you go and if it goes down to like under 10 if you're under 10% you can save anything above you know or 50 and 50 did they have to stand in front and like the magic mirror judge them and that was it well
0: the magic mirror is arguably a villain
1: no it isn't he causes
0: all of the problems in Snow
1: White in the same way That dude causes trouble, then, because he only speaks the truth. Like he's a yeah,
0: and the same way that Chad causes trouble. But this is he's a a
1: magical object who hasn't got he's sentient. No, but he doesn't have the ability to manipulate. It's
0: he's sentient.
1: Is he? Yeah, he does what he's told. He's no. I don't know, but I want a prequel that shows how they determined who was evil, because there's a lot of innocent villagers. They're probably going to be like, well, what did I do? I didn't try and take down the kingdom. Why do I have to live with Maleficent? Yeah. That I'd like to know. Mm. Anyway, we get What's My Name. And she has a great voice. But this song is ruined by the villain aesthetic of it. It has to be kind of auto-tuned and techno. The choreography's amazing.
0: Yes, especially because China Anne McLean has said in a few interviews yeah. that the tabletop that they're dancing on was so slippery that she would fall over like once every take and they would have to reset. It's
1: our second Trail to Oregon reference. It was slippery when wet.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think it was wet. I think it's just... She's in heels oh, 100%. and it's slippery. Have
1: you seen like how many drinks were on that? Definitely things got spilled whilst they were dancing and That's nobody mopped them up. I...
0: Yeah. I just love... Everyone has really good chemistry with Harry. Yeah, <laughs> everyone no, in do. Film.
1: <laughs> I think Uma and Harry are great. And Uma. Okay, Uma. Mm-hmm. Uma and Harry are great. Mm-hmm. Gil, as a joke, as the footnote, and being used to like, mop and everything, he shouldn't be a named character being that way. Like He's uh, just
0: like another pirate that they're being mean to. Exactly. Smee's kid. Yeah, why not have to
1: be Smee's kid? Because then yeah, it's funny yeah. that Hook's hanger on, you know? The CGI for Ursula's Tentacle is trash. Like, it objectively, yeah. it's trash. And I get that it's a decom, but surely there's some budget that could be thrown at it. Mm. Beige Ben likes the hot hors d'oeuvres. Would he also like the cheese souffle or the pie and pudding en and yes he, he he says the line after I'm writing this joke and he says the line go, it's just like everything the teapot made for my parents yeah
0: he says it's everything Mrs Potts made oh, for my parents oh did he actually say Mrs
1: Potts yeah in my head I heard him say the teapot was it in was it in Descendants 1 where it was you or the teapot
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was. And that was... The Beast was like, well, it was either you or a teapot. And she
1: was like, okay. What did you do to the teapot, Ben?
0: Considering... Adam. Lumiere is in this movie.
1: How old must Mrs. Potts be? Right? We've had Cogsworth in the first one, who we assume is Cogsworth as the science teacher. We've had Mm -hmm. Lumiere. Who do we get in the third one is what I want to know from Beast's Royal Court.
0: Yeah.
1: So... Ben says, we don't get much time to be just us nowadays. And it's like, again, this is why he's not ready to be king. Because he's a child. He's a child. Yeah. He can't manage a relationship. How is he managing the kingdom? Now, I think it's very cruel that they've put a kid who hasn't graduated high school as king. Mm. I...
0: Right, here's my thing with this movie. I think... They started writing this film and were like, we need to retroactively get rid of him being king. Because even though they all call him King Ben, he keeps referencing that he's in training. He's got all these king lessons that he goes to all the time. But he is
1: actively the king. But he
0: is the king.
1: This is it. I, don't,
0: I think the, when they wrote the second one, they were like, that was dumb. Why
1: did we do that? Yeah. But again, it's because they were expecting to just do one. Yeah. So...
0: And instead we have four uh, animated series, series, a book book series, and also an animated spin-off series,
1: So, all of which have great music. Ben identifies that she's got a spell problem, and just like Willow in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: she tries to prove she doesn't have a spell problem by erasing his memory.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He is under her spell. Yeah. Gosh, how could this be? Playing with his memory.
0: I know you'd rather be watching that.
1: <laughs> he says the line, I thought we were all in this together. And just like the Wildcats, they're not all in this together. Of course not. And, you know, clearly Kenny Ortega is in the middle of his peanut butter and jelly yes trilogy <laughs> high school musical 2 descendants to the next franchise he attaches his name to team beach movie 2 team beach movie 2 is there a I peanut butter him. and jelly so yeah it's peanut butter jelly time and this is it she's had it really beautiful shot as she runs away from him mm. that was beautiful they've got some really good locations for this i'd like to know where that is and i'd like to go see that kind of
0: i was wrong island. it's not kenny ortega <gasps> I know. Well, we are he, gonna watch them at some whatever point. Whatever
1: he does. Is he doing zombies? Maybe in peanut butter jelly in zombies too. Who there knows? There is P B and J in Zombies. Or maybe 2. it'll be Hocus Pocus too. There'll be a peanut butter jelly reference. There is
0: a PB and J reference in Zombies 2.
1: There we go. Yeah. So that's but it. But it's um This is the peanut butter jelly cinematic universe.
0: Yeah. But it's PB and brains.
1: <laughs> See they, that's funny. Yeah. So yeah, she decides to run away with Lizard Mum.
0: Yeah, she gets like Which a pencil is... box and stabs some holes so, in this it. Is, like, this come is on, the Mom. weird thing.
1: We never actually see Maleficent again. I we ex- will
0: never see her again. No, but I
1: half expected a shot halfway through the film that just showed like the tail going out of shot, you mm. know. And yeah. No,
0: we will never see Lizard Mum again. Okay. That's it. Lizard Mum escaped on the island. Also, fun fact. They mentioned in the first movie that all enchantments wear off as soon as you go through the barrier. There's no magic on the aisle. So, does
1: Christian... That's why we don't see it, because Christian Chenoweth grew in that box and immediately broke her spine. (laughs) Yeah. And she opens the box, and she's like, oh, that's a Uh, mess. So.
0: This is going to come in um, importance towards the end of the aisle stuff. Okay. You cannot use magic on the aisle because of the barrier. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it when we get there, but carry on.
1: So, she magics her scooter and flies mm-hmm. on a magic scooter ride. Yep. And, yeah, she rocks up, drives through the middle of, like, a pub, restaurant thing, finds the picture, does it, and she's like, yeah, cool, I'm free. Mm-hmm. After 10,000 years, I'm free. <laughs> and, yeah, Evie breaks the news to Beige Ben, and he says, this is my fault. Yes. Is it? yeah. I didn't feel like anyone's at fault here. It feels like this is a lot of her own self-projection. I don't feel like, I don't feel like there's been enough about this one, other than the two questions from like the journalists at the start. I don't feel like there's been a lot to suggest.
0: We've also had her run into a couple of different rooms and like slam the door behind her because you can hear the journalists follow her. Oh,
1: I didn't hear that. All
0: right. I just, like
1: I say, I'm missing a montage that shows her struggling. Yeah. And that sounds horrible, but I want to see and I do want to see more fault from her friends mm-hmm. and Ben being like, oh, we didn't actually notice this. Because at this point I don't really feel like it is his fault. Yeah, there's no chemistry there. But... I can
0: understand why he would think it's his fault. Yeah, I can understand He's just that. A, I don't a nice th- he's a, bit, a nice boy. No, I don't
1: think it is his fault. Objectively, he is way out of his depth trying to run a kingdom because of the stupid laws of this land.
0: Mm-hmm. When he just wants to act like a teenager and hang out with his girlfriend. And
1: dump her for another girl, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) you know. Over and over again. (laughs) Over and over again, complete the cycle. So I don't feel like it's his fault. And I don't feel like anyone's to blame at this point for her just deciding. Because it's just, she started the film wanting to be bad again. Yep. We've not seen the chain of events that really led to that. So Evie says, I will go back with you to find her. We're going to take the boys because they're safety numbers and we're not popular over there as it is. Mm-hmm. But you have to promise me, you have to promise me you won't let me get stuck there again. Mm-hmm. That goes nowhere.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a couple... It's a great line. It's a it, really great line. There's a couple of references to it. So... I'm just going to run through them. So when she showed, when they get to the island, two kids steal her wallet and she looks at them and you get this like close-up of the kid's face and she's oh, yeah. like, that was me. Then we get all the stuff with Dizzy and then all the stuff when, when we go right to the end of the movie where we talk about there's a lot of kids on the island
1: who don't deserve to be there. But my point is more, there's no point where it looks like she is tempted to stay. Which no, she doesn't what,
0: want to stay. That's, that's the what, point. But
1: that's the thing. There's no point where it looks like she is tempted to stay. No, Even... I think
0: her point is, if we go there, and I get and you leave without me, that like you yeah, can't do that to but me. But I would
1: like just one moment where she had a, a choice, a temptation. Mm-hmm. Like, could we have her walking past her mother's house and it's like she's tempted to go in and she has to think, like, no, this is wrong. Could we just have that one moment where Ben was like, I'm not going to let you.
0: And yeah. she's like,
1: done what I was. Just True, something. but
0: Ben's not interested in going No, to I know. That.
1: Exactly. Throwaway moment. So, you know, we do that. They're, they're all like, we're going to go. And then we cut back to the island and Mal has gone to the salon.
0: Yes. Lady Tremaine's curl up and die
1: i which love is hey, great no. the aesthetic of this salon mm-hmm. it's the one bit of like descendants-esque stuff i wish would be in a disney park yeah because i think being inside of it is very cool mm-hmm. i love like the splatters and the mess
0: oh do you want to know a fun fact a lot of the interiors on the isle of the lost are filmed in an old insane asylum cool which is very cool <laughs> It's very, and a little uh, bit
1: weird. It's very appropriate.
0: I guess it, it was probably just an old building that they could go and yeah.
1: cover the walls with paint yeah. or whatever. I, I liked this. And I think the vibe of it was cool. And like, it, this could be a restaurant, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. I, well,
0: Disney parks already have Fairy Godmother's Boutique. Yeah. Which is a hairstyling thing for children. Yes. But this would be a cool one, especially if you could go it and get like... But this like, is the adult one. Yeah, coloured hair yeah. And, you This know. is the
1: more alternative one. And I just, I liked, I liked the set dressing for this one. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that we throw some shade at Hannah Montana because Dizzy says that Mal's current hair is the best of no worlds.
0: Yes. And she also says, this is one of my favourite lines in the whole film, Dizzy... Who is adorable.
1: Dizzy's the best.
0: Yeah. She says to Mal, what is this hair colour? Bored to death blonde. You can't tell where your face ends and your hair begins. That's
1: her natural it's hair. It's Dove
0: Cameron's natural hair yeah. colour. That is so funny.
1: Yeah. By the end of this nice little sequence, Mal looks more like herself. Should have been a song. There's a lot of times there should have been a song. In but this
0: would have been nice. And this yeah. kid can sing. Yep,
1: yeah. And then <laughs> Mal pays and Dizzy is immediately robbed by Harry. Yeah, I didn't get. I think this is when I turned around going. Huh, I guess that's Harry Hook. I oh, haven't yeah, got that his was name. And you're like, that's his name. I was like, oh my god. So
0: yeah, you were like, oh yeah, it's Harry. Oh, I guess he's Harry Hook. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what because i didn't realize that you hadn't caught his name yet no
1: yeah. so you did
0: that a couple that's a nice this. but this
1: is it you get some really good chemistry in the way that mal is interacting with him here. yeah and i'm like Ooh, there's a couple mm. of scenes
0: that were left in this film yeah that they considered taking out because of the chemistry between dove this Cameron is one and... that
1: probably could have been removed yeah but i like it and the it's chewing nice gum. yeah the weird. oh god yeah <laughs> But...
0: Mal takes out... She's been chewing gum for like half of this scene.
1: She, you can imagine that she tries to, to to Ben and Ben's like, that's gross, but it's in the bin.
0: Yeah. Literally the same... <laughs> this is one monotone. Inc- yeah. But she takes her gum out of her mouth. And Harry has a... He has his father's hook, I would assume. Except <laughs> it's got a handle inside right,
1: of it. So this is it. Is his dad somewhere in the island missing his hook? I'm
0: assuming his- it's just an old one. I'm thinking like hook the movie hook vibes where he has a bunch of different yeah. ones to choose
1: from possibly and he's like where's my favorite one and harry's like i chose it <laughs> this is
0: mine yeah it's like his original one that wasn't nice and he it but it's got a handle inside and harry walks around with it on all the yeah. time
1: yeah it's cool it's cool and i like that he doesn't need it it's a it's a weapon it's mm-hmm. a accessory yeah very cool we cut back to Aradon. And they're all ready to leave, and at least they leave the stupid talking dog behind yep. because, like, I I don't need more of it. It outsays its welcome whenever it's on the screen. I anyway. just if the dog was like, "I'm coming with you," he's not called Doug, is he? No, that's Dopey's kid, dude. <laughs> dude, like...
0: the dog. He's like, "I'm going to come with you. I'm going to help," and they're like, "No, stay." And you're like, "Oh, thank God, yeah,
1: thank the Lord." <laughs> so obviously, the idea behind it is we're gonna we're gonna disguise. Ben, and we're going to go in subtle. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they take the limo.
0: Yeah, with the flags on it.
1: Yeah, so, of course.
0: I really, really remembered them taking the flags off, and it obviously didn't happen.
1: And the worst bit is, they're going subtle, Mm -hmm. and the thing he wears has his bloody emblem on it.
0: Yes, but I explained this to you when we watched it. He, He was wearing, in the scene before, his character jacket it's like a bomber jacket or letterman jacket but it has the beast insignia on the front and a big beast insignia on the back and when he arrives on the aisle evie has edited that jacket
1: by putting yeah.
0: a bunch of it becomes
1: leather it's got studs I, I don't care though like you can explain all you want it defeats the point of yeah it's not safe to have you go dressed like that. Mm. They've literally put a target on him. All they needed to do yeah. was get a spray paint and just like do a, you know, do not enter sign, you know, like a cross or something over. It's like, oh, that would have been cool. like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, look, they've taken his symbol and they're using it against him because yeah, down with the monarchy.
0: The issue is we've reached a point in this series where they sell a lot of the costumes yeah. as kids' costumes. And up until this point, They weren't selling a Jay costume. Yeah. We had Carlos, his jacket. Evie and Mal, you had like all of their costumes being sold in the stores because they were primarily aiming this at little girls for some reason, even though you've got a mixed cast. They must
1: have watched Danny.
0: Yeah. And, And then they decided they were going to sell Jay's costume for this movie. Yeah. And they also wanted to do a Ben costume, except Ben was a suit all the time. Yeah. So they were like, okay, we need... A Ben jacket so they did this one yeah but so it has to have yeah. for, for merch selling purposes it has to have the beast symbol but that's on fine
1: it. It, that's absolutely fine have him do that but have it be when they're like wait finishing touch yeah
0: fair
1: enough and you've still got beast's jacket when the way he's he'd wear it you know we get
0: the ultimate workout song <laughs> chilling like a villain well,
1: I like that beige Ben is like well hello there fellow villain and they yeah. were like, "No, no, 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 and no! Eight. This is not going to work." And oh, yes,
0: this this scene, just the start of this song, and when he goes over to say hello to that guy who's also a pirate,
1: yeah,
0: um, there's a carpet on the floor.
1: I thought it was a magic carpet. I thought they were gonna step on it, and Ben was gonna go missing.
0: Right, it's covering a mat, like a foam mat, so that Jay and Carlos can do some like floor work, yeah, in the dance. But it just looks like somebody put a rug down and forgot to move
1: it. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I like that this song is less techno Mm -hmm. and less auto-tuned. Like, I could actually hear this being played on the radio. It's like very modern pop.
0: Yeah, and we get Sophia Carson, who plays Evie, her incredible singing voice.
1: But this is it's nice when we're not auto-tuning some really good singers anyway. My one issue I have with this sequence is I don't like that... So in the background on the set, you see like Hades, like boat tours or something.
0: It's Hades Antiques? Yeah,
1: it's like, it's 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 tat tap. Porn shop. Yes. Yeah. pawn shop. I don't like that they cut forward and they do like a diagonal shot and you can see Lady Tremaine's cut and roll shop is in Oh, you in the get really
0: frustrated Because I'm like,
1: okay, well. Because
0: Mal's still there. Mal
1: is still there at this point or mm-hmm. could just come wandering out. Give me some sense they actually have to wander through. It's not like, oh. They've literally stepped on the island and they're where the hangout is. Mm -hmm. There's no danger, you know, like other than Ben's own stupidity and not listening. Yeah. There's no danger. At least make it feel like they've got to do some kind of journey to get there. Mm -hmm. So for me, I get that they all be on the same stage. But I just for me, it was like, hmm. Mal's there. Yeah. So for me, that didn't work. This is fun. Yeah. And they bump into Gil. Gil figures it out and uh, yeah, he's right about how his dad's got a thick neck. <laughs> yeah, that line's kind of great. It is. There are some nice Gil moments, but I, w- I, I would wish that he was just a side character that they introduced.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he was like, at the end, it's like, I guess it's my turn. You know, like he's played this whole film as being like a joke and then he's watched Uma fail and then he's like...
0: And then he's the one at the end who's like, you didn't think the story was over, did you? He yeah. He's
1: yeah. like... That would be cool. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. bait and switch. Like, that's have this be Gaston's moment. You know, Gil's moment. And then that's actually have some some kind of twist. I would rework yeah. this a lot. Mm. I, I don't know what the third one's going to be like. I really
0: feel like they just gave... And I'm sure they didn't, you know, it's a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. They probably went through a lot of scripts to get here, but it does sometimes feel like they were just like, here's all of our ideas, go.
1: Yeah. So Ben asks Mal to please come home, but she is home. Yeah. And they literally have nothing in common. It's like, oh yeah, we probably should and just break no up. It's just like, actually, yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm here looking for you because yeah. we, we, we probably should just not be together. Okay, Bye.
0: Well, so Ben says to Mao in response to her saying, essentially, we have nothing in common. I'm the Isle girl and you're the king of Oridon." He's like, well, I'll stop doing that then. I won't be the king anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. That doesn't seem like how that works. And do you really want Chad to be in charge?
1: Yeah, Chad's not being in charge.
0: But we mention in this movie, a couple of people mention... Not just Chad, Ben also mentioned that Chad is next in line.
1: Why? Again, why? I want to see the constitution. I, I, How did they decide this? Yeah, like, it's so weird. And especially, why right, right, it's especially weird because why do Belle and Beast have only one child knowing that that's the thing? Is there, like, a law that says each yeah, person a can only have one child? a reason why royalty have why a are bunch are there, of kids. Why are there no, like, siblings, Mm. none of these characters have a sibling.
0: Actually, some of them do.
1: Okay, we've not met them yet. No. But do you get what I mean? Like, none of these characters so far have got mm-hmm. a sibling. Isn't that interesting? Imagine if Mal had, like, a brother. Mm. That would be interesting stakes.
0: We could talk about that when we do the third one.
1: Mal's going to have a brother, isn't no. she? But, okay, so...
0: No, but it's brought up as, like, a, as like a situation that could occur. Yeah,
1: I just... It is what it is. And obviously, yeah, Ben has been kingnapped by mm-hmm. Umar's gang. And they were like, oh, no, oh, no, because Chad will now be in charge. and We have to get him back. So the back and forth when Mal goes to confront is great. There's mm-hmm. a there's even more romantic chemistry there. Like there really is like, it's great. And this is an amazing moment for Dove Cameron. Like she's doing what really works with Mao being like this confident sassy like yeah i like i like mal as a character i really do for all the flaws i have with the descendants i really like mal as a character and i like the the arm wrestling and you know mal's winning her eyes go green and she's like yeah i'm gonna get and then umar Uma says i want the wand and that phases. Yeah. And it's such a cool little sequence.
0: But we're seeing as this movie goes through, anytime Mal is feeling a great deal of emotion, her eyes turn green. Yeah. Like maleficent green.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And here is the first time she kind of controls it.
1: Yes. She channels it. Yeah, really. Yeah, well. she's using it. So, yes, they know that they've got to do this. And like, oh no, we've got to get the wand again. Oh no. And then it's like, but great, we've got a 3D printer.
0: Mm-hmm. Straight
1: on, straight onto the plan. And. I really like the bit where they're talking about Dizzy and they stop the panel, and like, by the way, your hair looks great. Oh, Dizzy did it. Dizzy did it. Oh, wow. This film must pass the Beckdale test. Yeah. Which probably. I think is really cool. And again, we've talked a little bit about the problematic stuff of friend zoning, mm-hmm. but it's quite nice to just see some female characters talk about being female characters, you know? like It's really
0: nice because we didn't get a whole lot of Mal and Evie's friendship in the first one we got all four of them as friends yeah but Evie and Mal in this one you see the depth of their friendship yeah. they clearly care about each other a lot and we get a lot of little asides in this where it's just the two of them which is quite nice
1: yeah and I, I like that mm-hmm. so yeah we get a weird little moment where they're back Jay and Carlos are back and they they. 3D printing the wand and Chad hears everything and Lani heard it all as well. Mm -hmm. But that's not as interesting. And I do think Carlos and Jake continue to be, like, marginalised. Yeah. And Carlos continues to just be, like, an added character. They're really... And it's such a shame because he's such a good actor and such a good dancer. And obviously I'm aware he's not with us anymore, so it sucks. But you could do all this without Carlos. Mm -hmm. Carlos, objectively like in the first Descendants, uh, brings nothing to this.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Which is really sad. They just don't give him enough to do. They don't
1: give him enough to do. And Jay had moments in the first one, but Jay feels like he's got far less here. Mm. And I I like that. I like that it is, you know, a lot of emphasis on this friendship between Mal and Edie, but it's such a shame that the other two do get marginalised. Yeah. I think Space Between is a phenomenal song. It's a shame we didn't cut back to see Carlos and Jay singing their own version of Space Between in the bedroom and the dorm room. But yeah, Evie wants to stay with Mal. And yeah, I just really liked this song. I liked the flashbacks because it shows especially how much better Evie looks now.
0: Yeah,
1: Like she she had a bad wig in the first one that I never picked up on. Mm -hmm. She looks phenomenal here. And yeah, the change from her being far more like Evil Queen to herself is great. And yeah, there is more passion in this song than Mao and Beige Ben ever had.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I like this one. I like this one. Good. We see Dude again and I just like, oh, how have Disney ruined a cute animal? I know, because his dog is so cute. He is so cute. And he's all like, take me with you, take me with you. And like, no, we're not taking you with us. But they are again. gonna take uh Lanny
0: Lonnie.
1: Lonnie. They are gonna take Lonnie. Yeah. So cool. And we're we're heading to kind of the big, big moment. Mm -hmm. But before we get to one of the biggest set pieces, I think, of this film, I want to talk about the pirate ship set. Yeah. Because I think it's by far the weakest of all the sets in the film because it is just so bland. Yeah. And considering how, like, vibrant a lot of the island has been, Mm -hmm. and especially, like, look at how these characters are dressed. Everything
0: is very neon. All of the colours are, like, the brightest version of that colour.
1: And here we have literally just a pirate ship with wood that hasn't been coloured in, hasn't been painted, has literally no personality to it.
0: Mm. Well, this is the thing. It exists more as, like... Uh, what do Americans call it? A jungle gym.
1: But that's that's exactly what it looks like. It's like, you've got... it's
0: not the Jolly Roger.
1: No, I wasn't expecting it to be the Jolly Roger, but what it is, is it looks like a jungle gym. Yeah. And what it means is that these kids play on this boat and pretend to be pirates. Basically, yeah. Which... You can't be a pirate if you live on an island. (laughs) But it just makes them come across so lame. Yeah. They spend all this time going, oh, we're so evil and we're going to fight for territory. They don't think to paint their ship and make it look more like their territory. Yeah. It just makes them so lame. You know, (laughs) like they want the whole point. The reason they want the wand is to break the spell so they can they can actually sail. Right. Sure. So why does their ship look so pathetic?
0: Because they haven't actually. It's not like Mal left and they were like, this is our chance. Let's finish the ship. Mal left, and they were like, "Well, we're still never
1: getting out of here because she's betrayed us."
0: I they not How long has this ship
1: been here? You know, like it just. I I wish. By it, the looks of it, fairly new. Yeah, I I wish it had some more design to it. Umar mentions that no one cares about her unless her mum needs someone for the night shift, which mm-hmm. is really sad. You can get the scent, and and I really like this exchange. So Ben is obviously tied up. And he's kind of appealing, like, "Hey, I'm wrong, and I should have I should have kept to my word and got more kids off the island." And I listen, let me go, and it's not too late. I will, I will get you off the island as well. Uma is like, "It's too late. You've had your opportunity. I don't trust you," mm-hmm. and I kind of get that because yeah. there must have been some kids on this island who. You know, yet as much as they love being evil, mm-hmm. saw that news and just thought, hey, I'd love to be one of those. Yeah. And it's been six months, maybe a year
0: mm-hmm.
1: since that first, and no one else has made it off the island it's yet. It's been
0: six months, yeah.
1: Well, it's been six months since the end of Descendants 1. How long <laughs> did Descendants 1 take? It, it must, must have been a year since it was first announced. And in that year, only four kids So there must be kids who were like, maybe it'll be my turn. And it never has. So now they're even more disillusioned than ever. And I think this is a really nice little moment that shows that Mm. Ben isn't great.
0: What we do also get is a really weird moment between Uma and Harry. Uma wears a necklace with Ursula's shell on it. But it's specifically her Vanessa shell. Mm -hmm. And she says to Harry, let's see how this thing works.
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't actually go anywhere.
0: There is a deleted scene here. Okay. <laughs> Basically, where they imply that she uses the magic shell to spell Ben. Except they then realised the contrivancy that you can't use magic on the aisle. Um, so she can't spell Ben while they're the on the aisle. The aisle. Yeah. But we then don't get a scene of her actually spelling burn, which no. is, I think, works in its favour.
1: Yeah, because we don't need a scene. It, it, it that moment works because it's so like out of the blue. We cut back to. I say the villain kids. I guess VKs. The ex, yeah. The ex villain kids is probably more appropriate now. The VKs. The VKs. That's what they're called. Mm. And dude is with them, and I just groan. I'm dude like,
0: is hiding oh, in the boot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I, I wish he didn't talk. I or, love this. Dog. Ordinarily, yes, I would love. I would love dude, but mm. he's here, and I'm like, fine. I guess we're gonna have more of the talking dog.
0: Yes, they 3D printed a wand that they have to now take to Uma in return for Ben,
1: and obviously. They've also got their smoke bombs ready to kind of distract to get Ben out of there. Mm -hmm. And we go to a very cool song that is ruined by only one bit.
0: Is it rapping? Is it all the rapping?
1: No, I like the rapping. (laughs) It's ruined by Ben's bit.
0: Oh yeah, fair enough.
1: I like this. I think this this is better than like the weird techno for the villain stuff.
0: It does. Do you remember those like princess rap battles? On YouTube.
1: I know epic rap battles, yeah. Yeah,
0: but there was like, they did specifically a Disney princess set and they were yeah. all princess rap battles. And they had Sarah. Sarah Michelle Geller.
1: Yeah, really cool.
0: She was Cinderella.
1: Oh, cool. I didn't yeah. know that. I've not seen those ones.
0: Yeah, it was really good, but it felt like that. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but no. those specific ones, the princess rap battles, are like baby's first
1: rap battle. Yeah, but I liked this because. I think it was the first time that stylistically you'd had something interesting from the villains Mm. where like it felt like they were actually performing and not auto-tuned. Yeah. And this is what I wanted in the first one. And it's what this one was lacking a lot of the time as well was. Why does villains mean auto-tuned, you know, and techno?
0: Yeah.
1: Could we not have an actual style to it? And I guess auto-tuned techno is a style, but Mm. not one that I want in my musicals. And I think the rap goes really well. And I'm surprised at how well Dove Cameron does when she does her little rap bits as well. Yeah. There's obviously more melody to her performance. I really liked it. But yes, Ben singing, I think, ruins it.
0: Yeah. This song is okay. It's called It's Going Down. It's pretty good. It's It's not my favourite one. Like
1: my second or third favourite song Mm. of the six.
0: Of the six. (laughs) Of the seven. I'm counting the seventh song.
1: So Mal presents The Wand. Mm-hmm. Mar says, no, I want you to test it first. And I realise instantly where this is going. <laughs> you and... suddenly
0: realise why the dog is here. Right.
1: And I'm like, ah, oh, this, okay, right. This is clever. Mm-hmm. And there is literally no other way for this to demonstrate. And I like it because this plot has literally gone somewhere. It's not just a random contrivance. It is. Yeah. It has a purpose. Well,
0: so this is the thing where the... The shell necklace comes in is like, if we've just seen Uma spell Ben with this necklace, yeah. you can't then have this plot point yeah. of needing to use the the dog to talk because Uma knows that magic works on the island if her necklace works, Yeah, so she should know what magic looks like. But Actually, magic doesn't work on this island. There's no reason for Uma not to know that. Everybody knows that, apparently. And Ursula's a witch. Yeah. Her kids should know that magic doesn't work here. And also, I imagine living here if magic worked. I know. It would suck.
1: Yeah. Um, oh God, it'd be like The Purge. Yeah. It'd actually be like The Purge.
0: Basically. Like, Maleficent would just kill anybody that annoyed her. Oh, yeah. And Ursula would You'd be a giant all the time.
1: wars, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, this is the thing. Like... Fine, dude can obviously speak to serve this purpose, and it serves its purpose and it's amazing. I, I just, I think the, the thing that really bugs me, I've got no issue talking animals. I think it is the way he speaks, mm. his dialogue, but like the animation as well as the way his mouth moves, because it just doesn't. his mouth,
0: his lower jaw is the only part of his mouth that moves, and yeah. it's like yum, yum, and
1: it doesn't work, and it's all so much, and I've got no objection, but I just think it was such a weak. Point.
0: This is such, like, D&D logic, though, right? Oh,
1: God, yeah. Like, it's, it's such... It's literally, like, cheat codes, yeah. you know? Like, And it's that kind of part in a game where you get to a certain point and you can't progress any further because you didn't unlock the item and you will go mm. back and do that quest. And then you're like, oh,
0: my God. It's super interesting, though, about Uma as a person that she thinks... That Mal would just know this spell to make animals talk.
1: Look at all of her spells she does. She makes them up. She's
0: always done them out of the book.
1: Yeah, but like, this is the thing is, they're always so like, literally, they're such niche spells.
0: Beware, Uh, forswear, replace the old brand new hair.
1: Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, it's almost like it's just as long as you can make a rhyme to spell it. It's more like what you're thinking as you say the spell. Like, as long mm-hmm. as you hit the rhythm, you need iambic pentameter for this spell to right. work. But
0: also... in this one, it's
1: a haiku, you know?
0: But this is the thing. is like, Mal makes this spell up on the fly and it rhymes and it sounds like a spell. Yeah. How long in advance did she have to plan this? No. Two seconds. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: Literally two seconds. She's a genius. Yeah,
1: so... They buy it... They're like, oh, yeah. my God. And they start running away with Ben. Mm-hmm. They make the trade. And as they start running away, Gil says, tell your mum guest on said hi. Which is a great joke. Hilarious. I just, do you know, what? this is why I'd want more of a sinister side, because it's like they're so alluding to the fact that Gil knows that there's an alternate reality where he is Ben. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's an alternate reality you could argue in his mind. He'd be like, well, I should be the king because because Belle should have married my dad. Yeah, And it's way too interesting a thread to not have for him to be such like a goon. And it's such a shame, but there are some really funny moments. I, I just wish we got that reveal where he was like, ha ha ha. Like, that Thanos river is like, I guess I've got to do it now.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm giving this film more credit than it deserves, but <laughs> that's what I want to see. I want to see Gil, like, starting a war.
0: We're going to talk about, at the end of... After we're done talking about the plot of this movie, I'm going to ask you to
1: describe for me what you think the, mm, the third movie I don't, is. I don't think there is much to the third movie, but we'll get there. <laughs> there is literally no reason... Why Mao or Evie would be capable swashbucklers? Mm-hmm. There's literally no reason. I can understand Jay. I can understand Carlos. They're part of the the, the jousting team. Same with Lanny. Oh
0: yeah, and Blani. same with yeah.
1: <laughs> Same with her. Same with Ben. I can understand they would all be part of it, but we have never seen Mao or Evie pick up a sword. Mm-hmm. There is no reason why they're suddenly so good at this. Yeah. Like, have them have them doing spells. I get that we want them part of this fight, and I don't want to see them cowering behind others because it's not their character type, but...
0: I was trying to think if I'd seen Mal fight in the first one, but she doesn't.
1: No. There, there is no reason why. Unless it's a class at the school. Must be. There must be, but you've never seen them handle a weapon before. No. So... It is what it is. They, 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 this is the thing that bugs me with this film. They've clearly put a lot of work into this plot. With some of the things, you know, like they thought we need, we need something for her to practice on. I know, talking dog. we well, established dog can talk, but no one else will know. Cool. Yeah. And then they just go and do like, oh yeah, she can fight now. Yeah. Why? Why could the Why could the the jousting club not be a lesson at the start? And they're all doing it, and it's the end of a lesson. It's like, hey, so we're going to meet for practice. That's all we need to do.
0: Yeah, if if the, the, everybody has to take the class, but there's like a varsity team. Yeah. As well. That's all we needed. Yeah. <sighs> then it would make even less sense for the stupid boy rule to exist.
1: No. Well, yeah. Exa- I know it's weird, isn't it? So we then have like the whole fight is silent, mm. and then suddenly, right at the end, or to, like for the final bits of the fight, we have the going down like reprise. It's not like a reprise, but the continuation of the song. Why was that not playing the whole fight? Yeah. Um, And yeah, they make their escape. Mm -hmm. But the spell book was left behind. Yes, indeed. So obviously there's more to come. Obviously. At this point, I was kind of like...
0: I know when we watch these, I'm supposed to be trying to make you like it more. But you saying that has just made me think of a really big plot hole. Go for it. When they leave the island, they leave in the car Mm -hmm. with the magic beeper that opens the gate. And that is the only way. It's not like the whole island barrier goes down for a second. It's just that one gate. Uma tells us later.
1: She's a fast swimmer.
0: That she ran and dove out of the gate as it was closing and into the water. So she had time to go back for that book grab the book, run and dive out of the gate and then swim to Auradon in the time of just that gate opening and closing.
1: It was a speed run.
0: <laughs> Boo. <laughs> My catchphrase, apparently. It, it just,
1: yeah. And it, it's such an obvious thing. Like, you, frag, you, you pan down and you're like, oh, well, I guess I know what the next arc is. Yeah. You, you knew that something was coming from it. And we get back and Ben is talking about how sympathetic he is for her. And it's almost like Uma is Mal light at this point. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really interesting thing for him to say, considering the twist we're going to have in a moment, because we're seeing some sympathy. And he's like, it's almost like she's his next project. He's like, right, I, I, I got you over here.
0: Yeah.
1: I made you functional members of society. So it's like he's done with really small throwaway line, but it's going to feel more important in a moment, Yeah, which is great. Jay has decided to rewrite the rules.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't get the conclusion here yet, but it's like you can see he's like... He's
0: like, hey, come on to practice later. Yeah, because he's got yeah. a plan.
1: Great. And Carlos is upset. He is left out of huddles. So like the girls are going off and Carlos is like, this isn't fair. Why can't I be part of Girl Talk? I just want to be part of Girl Talk. I want to be part of your world. Yep. I wish Which it, I
0: think is a really yeah. nice moment. I wish Mal's he'd said told... that.
1: I wish he'd said, I just want to be part of your world you somewhere. You groaned if he no, 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 no. Considering how Little Mermaid heavy this one is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I really wish he'd just said, I want to be part of your world.
0: So the whole, the whole thing at the beginning of the film where we talked about how Mal... You have these little moments where you realise that Mal's friends aren't really listening to her. Mm-hmm. And then we get the Evie moment with Space Between, yeah. which is great. And then here it's Carlos being like, we all need to listen to each other. We haven't been being good friends. Like, I want to be involved in this talk and you two keep having these little moments together, but you're not giving us a chance to listen to you now. You've given up on us. And then they have their little girl talk thing and it's cute. And then we have a really cute bit from Jay where as they're all getting up to leave her to think, Mal stays sat on the ground and Jay sits back down and he says, Hey, please come to the dance tonight. Like mean a lot to all of us. Us uh, specifically. Just, yeah,
1: and then decide what you'll do.
0: And I will personally drive you yeah, back. I mind. liked that That's moment. It's a good yeah. friendship. I like it. it. Is.
1: So we cut to jousting practice and we learn that there is a new team captain.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. Lanny is the new team captain because it's a team captain and eight men. Yeah. Cool. Next. And Chad's like, I, like that. I concede. Good sir.
0: And then they, she says, drop and give me 20 and she it's, immediately whatever, Jam, was... give me ten. She puts her foot on Chad's back and just yeah. like squishes him and against she's the like, floor, and it's
1: like practice is over. Okay, so they did ten push-ups, but no jousting.
0: No, because it's she's not going to be a not good having team an captain. Actual practice. He called an emergency meeting mm. and then said, "Guys, I'm kidding. Let's go to cotillion."
1: I don't know. I feel like she's. Starting... I
0: knew you were going to say that when we were watching it.
1: Starting off week. I know what that she was sucks. doing. I know what she was. Stop doing. Stop
0: being a Chad. <laughs>
1: No, I think she's great. Like I a hundred percent I think it was a great
0: She's about to get the best costume of this whole film.
1: I, I think it was really awesome that it wasn't just rewriting the rules. Mm-hmm. I like that she is it's like Jay is like, she is better than me.
0: Yeah.
1: And she should she be. Is. And I, no, she is. And I like that it's not just we rewrote the rules to be eight men and one woman. I like that it was <laughs> teen captain. Mm -hmm. I think that's a much better way than rewriting things. It's like beating them at their own game. And that's something a villain would do. Yeah. Like, I love that Jay is this better person, but there are still villainous things to him, even if he's using his power for good. (laughs) Doug thinks Evie is hooking up with Happy's son, who has a dark streak.
0: Yeah, apparently he's not happy. He's He's like,
1: I have a cadet's badge. Because when he asked where Evie was... No one said she was on the island. So this is back when they were looking for the wand, and it was so forgettable. But they're like, "Oh yeah, no, she's gone camping." And he's like, "Evie, camping?" And like, "Yeah, yeah." And he he buzzes. He's like, "Are you are you cheating on me with Happy son? And she said, "Don't be dopey."
0: Yeah, which is such a weird line. Don't be your dad. Yeah,
1: yeah, and. Carlos goes to Jane and Jane doesn't understand his proposal. And it's like, it takes three goes, but they get there. It's super
0: cute. I kind of love it.
1: But this whole time she's on the phone to her mum planning the the party. And her mum heard all of that.
0: Obviously just doesn't realise that it was Carlos.
1: Obviously doesn't realise it happened at all. Because we get a moment in, in, in a moment, we get a sequence where she's like, oh, you've got a date. I reckon she was still on the phone, but literally just talking and not mm. even listening because that's what the fairy godmother does because she's not a good mother. Basically. She's a fairy godmother, but not a fairy good mother. Aww. Oh. Oh, she's been an awful mother to Jane. Do you not know no, think... I just thought that was a bad joke. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Chad has snuck back into the room and mm-hmm. has 3D printed him a crown. It's the worst crown ever.
0: It's not the worst crown ever. It's the same crown that, that
1: ben is King wear. Beast
0: wore, and King Ben has been wearing for the but first two movies. But it still looks bad. Because it's 3D printed. He also has a 3D printed ring. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. 3D printed ring that gets passed it's like in It's like Disney movie. just
1: learned use <laughs> 3D, 3D print. printers. What I really liked about this is I thought Chad's costume made him look like uh, King John from Robin Hood. Yeah. Which I like. I think that's pretty, pretty cool.
0: Hmm.
1: And then they walk the blue carpet, and oh, I liked this moment. Evie gives Dizzy credit, like
0: for her little. I'm wearing. What do they call it?
1: I don't know, but it's like I'm wearing something the hottest new designer out there. She actually is on the um, island of the lost. Mm-hmm. I'd like to give a shout out to Dizzy, and he's like,
0: "Oh my god,
1: it's really it's nice." She's called
0: Dizzy of the Isle.
1: Yeah, it's really really cool. I liked that. And yeah, then we then we get the sequence where fairy godmother doesn't get that Jane and Carlos are together. (laughs) Right. Racist old mother is like, oh, villain boy. But this is kind of
0: hilarious to me as a teacher, because I feel like she imagine if she wasn't her mum and this is just a teacher at the school. And the teacher is like, oh, that's really nice that you have a date. Do you also have a date, dear? (laughs) It it, it is a really
1: funny sequence, Um, but I don't. She's so But I could, but I could do without the weird, like, judgmental kind of grin when she realizes together.
0: Yeah.
1: I just think that's like, yeah, not not good. She's not really as accepting as she should be. Lumiere, with his awful French accent. And
0: they actually name him as being Lumiere. No, I like that. I like it is
1: actually Lumiere introduces Mal and she looks great. Obviously, it's a big night. Beast isn't just wearing his finest clothes. He has busted out his glasses. The only times they ever come out is for public events. For parties,
0: yeah. I think it's to make (laughs) him look more, like, personable.
1: You'd think he'd get contact lenses. But it is what it is. And (laughs) he whispers to Mal as she shows up to, like, shake their hands. He's like, you know, and, and Belle says, I'm really sorry we didn't accept you at first. And Beast says, mm-hmm. Lucky for both of us, she doesn't go with first impressions. Which is
0: a whole thing.
1: A whole thing. <laughs> I liked that. I
0: He has a lot of weird, inappropriate dad comments.
1: Otherwise your uh, your your thing would be a teapot.
0: teapot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'd be dating my teapot son.
0: Yeah.
1: He'd be dating Chip.
0: He'd literally Chip. He would be Chip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so scary. So Lumière goes to present Ben mm-hmm. and everyone's waiting for Ben to come down with Mao. No pull, Mal's well, for, there No, for Mal. Mm-hmm. But he's not alone. Because who is he for?
0: Well, so he comes down the stairs and Mal goes straight up to him and is like hey we need to talk Like, like, it's really important he's like hold on and then he turns around and then Uma looking the best out of everyone here
1: so great
0: with her amazing hair and her necklace is on and everything she walks (laughs) forward but she god the acting in this scene right like this is the best part of this film it is
1: and the thing is there's at, at the start She's really downplaying it. She's so humble. She's
0: acting like a normal in love teenager. And this is the thing.
1: It's almost like this is genuine
0: mm-hmm.
1: because she is so humble about it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, it's no, there's no like smarmy grin to it. But also because we know that Ben has done this before. Yep. And this is, I then remember that this is why he he's way too young to be a king. Because he's literally so like changeable. I said this last time. You can't put a teenage boy as king because mm-hmm. he's so changeable. They're what 17? 18? At this point,
0: yeah, he's seven. Well, no, yeah. depending on when his birthday is. Right,
1: but they're, they're... he's still sixteen. Okay, so sixteen or seventeen. Mm-hmm. Oh come on, he's not going to spend the rest of his life with Mao. We're going to get Descendants four, and it's going to be that had they've had
0: three girlfriends in six months.
1: Yeah, right. He's so <laughs> changeable. Literally, he will make a law pass it, and be like, oh, did I do that? And I forget. He already forgot about the island kids.
0: Yep. <sighs> it-
1: they that was just like one
0: rule. And he was like, I'm going to see whether or not these kids can come and be integrated in society. And sure and enough, sure like, they can. It and worked. Like, yeah. I'm dating one of them now.
1: And now he's dating another one. And it, the thing is, it works because, A, we've seen him do it before. And because one of the last things he says to Mal, the last time we see him, is it, it, it very heavily implies.
0: Oh, she's just like you. Yeah.
1: yeah. That she she's is. Just like me. Yeah. And it's like, Huh. Maybe he realised. And that's such a little interesting mm. dynamic. And everyone is shocked. Everyone, Everyone's
0: really shocked. Yeah, even his really parents
1: is. are like, what?
0: Take a moment. sorry, just to, I'm going to talk about Lonnie. But Lonnie has this great outfit where it's like a, an all-in-one pink pantsuit.
1: I didn't actually see
0: it. I'm obsessed with it. But it has, from the waist, a train so it's like half a skirt, half trousers. It looks amazing. Yeah. And then for the actual dance scene later, everybody's skirts get cropped, basically, so that they can dance in the water. And hers becomes shorts with a little skirt thing. It's very cool. Yeah.
1: So I complained at the way they used Be Our Guest.
0: Yes, in the first place, Which one.
1: ironically is like drugged Ben as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: And they use... He just
0: gets drugged at the end of every Well, it wasn't movie. at the
1: end of it. It was halfway through the yeah. first one.
0: All the girls.
1: But they danced to kiss the girl.
0: Yeah.
1: And what I really liked about it was just an instrumental.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that was the best way to do it. It like,
0: is then also the credit song.
1: Yeah, but I don't count it because I stopped writing at that point. So yeah. I'd, I'd given it my rating. I'd stopped stopped caring. I liked the use of it here as an instrumental. I think that was really cool. Like, there's so many Little Mermaid stuff here. Mm-hmm. Having Kissed the Girl Beat, the romantic song, that was really, really nice. Yeah. And I think it's a very underrated Little Mermaid song.
0: I love that song. So do
1: I. <laughs> Beast was looking so disappointed this. It was literally like...
0: He has a really cute moment where he's like, Mal, I'll talk to him. And Mal's like, don't worry about it. I'm
1: going home. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And... Everyone tries to talk to Ben about it, and he's no longer beige Ben. He's far more interesting when he's been drugged. Yeah, and he's very beasty, and he's like, I'll do what I want.
0: Yeah, he has a proper growl moment. Yeah. His dad's like,
1: oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh my god, he's a beast.
0: (gasps) Oh god. My son's a beast.
1: Nice. I hate his indecision. But so, yeah. they're all pointing and and we've unveiled like the present he made, the awful stained glass window. Yeah. With his awful face.
0: Ugh. Oh, it's a really interesting thing. I hate design. it, but Mal
1: looks and she's like oh, he always knew it was the real me.
0: Also, right. <laughs> so this is how we know how in love Ben is with Mal, because this is his regency window, right? Yeah.
1: And he's Regency yeah. is
0: the right word. So we saw earlier on that there was a bell and beast one and then a human bell and beast one that he had also designed or commissioned i don't think he designed it which are based on the stained glass window from the animated Beat and the beast and this is the one that's going to go into the castle for when he's officially married yes i think it's like a present for her but it's you know, in the Beast and Bells one, they're on the same level. They're and looking down at each other. And he's like, he's like down below her, looking up at her, like she's a goddess. Yeah, oh, I love it. It's so nice. And she, she has goes, her green eyes. Yeah,
1: and he's, she's, she's all impressed that oh, he did, he did know the real me.
0: Mm-hmm. Like he knows who I am. He doesn't want me to be the blonde princess. Exactly.
1: So she goes and kisses him and brings him back, mm-hmm. and everything goes bad from there. Uma tries to run, but Mal speaks, tries to, you know, win her over, but it doesn't work. So she dives into the sea and she becomes Ursula. So she does the whole, like, tentacle thing.
0: And she gets big.
1: Yeah, she gets big. So naturally, Mal becomes a dragon.
0: Yeah. And it turns out that that's what's been happening this whole time throughout the movie when her eyes have turned green. Yeah. Is her... Being her dragon self, she
1: did, and, and and yeah, she turns and into a dragon. I guess the
0: first one.
1: Yeah, she doesn't know that she can do that.
0: Yeah,
1: I did not like the look of CGI her. No, the
0: CGI dragon was not fun.
1: No, and it it, it makes considering it's Mao, like who is our protagonist. You'd think more effort would be there, like for the character integrity, mm-hmm. but we get a moment. So Ben dives mm-hmm. in and he tries talking. About it because Mao used Fireball.
0: Yeah. It was
1: not very effective Mm -hmm. because Umar used Dive. It was not very effective because literally they are not fighting. They're just staring at each other.
0: Yeah. Mal, I think Mao's point is like, go away. Yeah,
1: and Umar's just like splashing everyone with their tentacles, yeah. going, like, Leave me alone and splashing yeah. all, so all everyone on the boat.
0: Takes off his crown and jacket and dives off the side of this very big ship.
1: And smacks his head and dies. And that's the end of Descendants <laughs> end Two. Of the movie.
0: And yeah, but he <laughs> He beasts um,
1: up. Yeah. And I really was expecting him to transform into a beast too. I really was expecting him to lich. Everyone's transforming. Why not have him transform into a beast? And we can have a beast going, oh my. But... Well, so... <laughs> no, I can't talk
0: about this until No, because you've,
1: you've already told me he's going to do it in the third one. Yeah. So
0: beastly moments
1: why he's there's no reason for him to it's not like it's a power like
0: well so this is the that's how they're treating it here it, they're sort of laying the the groundwork it's for so it. stupid it's he so has these stupid little growly beast moments, it, and he calls it going beast mode
1: but it brie mode more like mm-hmm. it's so stupid because the whole point was it's not it's not a magical power like maleficent has magic can turn herself into his, ursula has magic that can turn her into a human form and then back to her true form, which is presumably what, you know, Mal and Uma are doing. Yeah, but it was the a, beast curse is a curse on the beast. It's not like he has passed that down in his DNA. There's no reason for it. It's stupid. I don't like the idea that Ben has a beastly side. But yes, he dives in and he says, Hey, come join us. I can see there's good in you. I will vouch for you.
0: Like you can come be here, and she's like, "No."
1: Yeah, and and swims away, and Mao literally turned into a dragon for oh, no reason. And she gives the book back. Yeah. Yeah. But there was no reason for Mao to turn into a dragon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It actually did nothing.
0: It's just something she can do now. Yeah,
1: but it it she literally just flapped her wings, shot a fireball that missed, and just flapped her wings some more.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: made her look stupid.
0: Again, it's something that happens in the books.
1: Yeah, but I don't need it to happen here. It's so, like, weird and and not even, like, a real fight scene. I know it's a musical and I know it's a decom, but you're, you're raising there to be some stakes and some peril and, like, literally doing nothing with it. But when she comes back, somehow, magically, her dress has changed into something better. Yeah. And, cool, I prefer this dress. I like her, like, Maleficent dress. Yeah. It, it, it's very, yeah, very Yeah, it's cool. so
0: much nicer. Yeah. You want to say what you said when you, she was about to turn back into a human?
1: Oh, I was saying I really hope she's wearing clothes when she transforms
0: yeah. back. that Because, like, obviously, end of Beauty and the Beast, when he turns back into a human, he's wearing his, like, little raggedy
1: clothes. Yeah, but I was like, really worried that, like, because you have never seen Maleficent turn back into human her post-dragon. She just
0: dies, yeah. Yeah,
1: so I was like, oh, God. I really hope she's not naked under there. Mm -hmm. And I quite like that. It's like magically superimposed dragon skin as part of her dress. Cool. Evie wants one favour. And she says, I want Dizzy on the island. And Ben says, yes. Mm -hmm. Great. So then Evie says, well, I also want all the other kids. Uh, It's not one favour. That's that's quite a few favours. But okay, yes, we'll do it. And now we have Indie Mala Jones because she says that her spell book
0: belongs in a library. Belongs
1: in a museum. It belongs in a museum. And yes, we get You and Me. Starts off very auto-tuned, but gets nicer as it goes on, Hmm. which is a fun little sequence. I liked the dance here, but I couldn't help but wonder how many times I had to film this in that water and how many times people got injured. Yeah. It looks like an accident waiting to happen. Yeah,
0: it's not great.
1: It isn't, but it is what it is. And this is, I, I realise, this is the Oridon equivalent to a phone party. Mm-hmm. And they are literally just kids. Yeah. And it, I think it's really pinpointed here. They are just kids dancing mm-hmm. in the water.
0: Yeah, and suddenly... All of the girls are now wearing the same shoes because we've gone from our nice cotillion heels to dancewear trainers. Yeah. But they're very cool. They're gold and glittery. They are
1: very, very cool. And we end, as is appropriate for DCOMs, mm-hmm. with terrible, terrible fireworks.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: Every decom we've covered, there are terrible fireworks. <laughs> well All right.
0: we also get on the credit scene.
1: Well we do. We get we, we get some some credit stuff. Uh yeah. so we see Dizzy mm-hmm. finding out that she's got a place at Auradon. and yep. she's so excited and Lady Tremaine shouts
0: Be quiet. <laughs>
1: pulls her best uh Miss Oh, who's the who's the one from um Annie?
0: Miss Hannigan. Pulls
1: her best Miss Hannigan. Yeah. And then
0: And then we see Uma rise from the waves and say Yeah, she breaks think the fourth. This wall. This was the end of the story, did you? Which is what happened at the end of the first one with yeah. Mao. This originally was not supposed to be in the film and then they were greenlit for a third one.
1: Yeah. I'd rather it was I'd rather it was Gil, but okay.
0: Well, so there's four books, right? Mm-hmm. Which these are based off. Uma doesn't actually appear until the third book. Yeah. But the first and second books are sort of broken into the first and second film in different ways so then they've included uma for the third stuff yeah and then put it all together but they've changed what the MacGuffin is i mean technically the MacGuffin is ben
1: and the mcguffin's a 3d printer as well <laughs> yeah literally serves whatever purpose they need it to yeah and it's great because it'll literally be hey we need to create some handcuffs Cool, we've got, we've got the 3D printers. Literally, mm-hmm. they can do anything in this universe now. Yeah. So, it is what it is. What is your best song?
0: Chilling Like a Villain.
1: I said Space Between. Fair
0: enough.
1: Space Between, Chilling Like a Villain is up there as well. Mm-hmm. And I will also say, my third favourite song is It's Going Down. Cool. They, they were the best ones. What is your skip song?
0: It's Going Down.
1: For me, it was What's My Name. Really? I like the choreography and I like the idea behind it, but it's far too auto-tuned. And I think it's such a shame because she's clearly a fantastic singer. Mm-hmm. So why are we doing that to her? I will say also that the version of Kiss the Girl that I played over the credits, if that's technically part of it.
0: Technically, that is a song, but it's the them performing it.
1: Yeah, and it's the credit song in the same way that, you know, after Frozen ends, you get, you know, a Disney... Singer singing. Yeah,
0: it's a Disney child actor. I can't remember what her name is.
1: It's Ariana Grande, I think. It's not. Is it not? No. Okay, well you get somebody singing it. That one doesn't count as part of it. So I'll say I'll say what's my name because it was disappointing. Yeah. Who is your MVP in this one?
0: Probably Evie. I know that's weird. No. Like, I love Lonnie. I know I talked a lot about her because she's just suddenly such a, mu- a great character from the first one. But I think Evie has a lot of interesting character development in this one. Yeah. Also, I, I love Harry.
1: <laughs> Fair. I said Dizzy. Fair enough. I just, that kid I, is so cute. Yeah, I think it's just so great. And she's not in it enough. And I hope she's in it more in the third one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it was really awesome when she was there. And it was nice to see that not everyone on the island is inherently evil or bad. Yeah. And there are just some that are just like, I'm going about my business. Mm -hmm. And I just, I thought she was really cute. Yeah. You know, I like the way they talk about her, that like, she's got ambition and she's going to do well.
0: Yeah, she's just a sweet kid. So what do you think the plot of the third one's going to be?
1: Oh, the the villains are going to break off the island and, and force their way to Aradon. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I think it's 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 I think it, if this was a bigger franchise, you would think it was gearing towards like a war of some sort. This isn't how the decom's going to go because it's a decom. Mm-hmm. Everything will end happily, but if this had been like a trilogy of films like big epic Disney films. Yeah. This would be concluding in some kind of battle. We'd explore more of the island, get the other tribes, mm-hmm. and there'd be some kind of delicate alliance mm-hmm. that you'd have like your magical ones and your pirate ones and your the Gaston warrior ones and being like Yeah. And it would be led by Gaston. If I if I could do this, I would have a Gaston tribe.
0: Right, so Gaston not Gaston, what's his name? Gil. Gil. The reason why Gil is with Uma and Harry in the book. Mm-hmm. So the third book is called Rise of the Isle of the Lost. And the plot is King Triton's trident has been washed onto the Isle of the Lost because you can't stop the tides from going there. Yeah. So lost stuff shows up on the island all the time and the trident's been missing. Yeah. So it washes up and the main four VKs, find out that it's there and it's like a race against time and uma to get to it first so that she doesn't get it essentially and the reason why they need gil is because he's a really good tracker
1: yeah so this is it i would have him be head of his own little tribe Mm. like i said you have the queen of hearts and the knave of spades, whatever his actual title is, they've got a child, and you've got uh, the sheriff of Nottingham as a child, yeah. And you've got like this this tracker jock type gang, mm-hmm. and they're the ones who are now going because the pirates failed. There is an uneasy alliance. There is some magical object, that, you know, that gets them off the island, or they con their way on by saying like, "Yeah, we'll be good," yeah, and start to take down the United States of Auradon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and we get to see more of the other places we get to see more of the hero children and we get like a final conflict you know yeah. and it's going to it can't end with death because Disney Decom but I don't know I, I don't I don't know what the stakes could be it's got to I guess be pretty bad if we're going to get Ben going full on beast But I can't think of any other villain children they could introduce that would be as bad. Yeah. So.
0: I'm not going to say anything.
1: Yeah, I can't think of them adding anyone who I'm going to be like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So.
0: They will. You'll love it.
1: (laughs) Hades Kid, I guess. Sure. Like, that's probably the only one I'd be like, that's cool, Hades Kid. I can't think of anyone they'll add which famous last words, it will be like, oh, yeah, that is cool. But
0: maybe we've already met his kid. What, Hades? Yeah.
1: Who would Hades' kid be? I don't know. Okay. Oh, Hades had Mal. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So we're going to find out more about Mal's parentage. hmm Fair. Okay. Well. There's
0: also some plot contrivance in the books where Mal is short for something and she doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Like her mum refuses to tell her what Mal is short for. But it's not Maleficent, so I like to think it's like a mashup of Ma- Maleficent and Hades,
1: Maladies,
0: Maladies,
1: yeah, Melodies. There we go.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know who would you want to play in this one.
0: Hmm, that's a good question.
1: I've left it blank because I don't know who I'd want to be. I guess, I guess, Harry, Harry, <laughs> but he's the best. It's literally like. Ugh. Why? I, I, I Well, my I, choices
0: I, are Mal.
1: Yeah.
0: Or, I guess, Jane. So my choices are Mal and Jane.
1: Yeah, I would go with Harry, because Gil sucks. Uh,
0: you get Gil, wear nice... a whole lot of eyeliner.
1: <laughs> I wear that anyway, it's not special. <laughs>
0: no, I'm saying for Harry.
1: Yeah, but, like, it's not special for me. That's just, like, a weekend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I don't think any of the characters are that great. You know, in terms of that, I just, it's one of those that clearly this is perfect for what it is as Mm -hmm. a kid. Like you're watching and it is perfect. But I've seen Once Upon a Time do a lot of this better. But also, you know, you could do a really good film trilogy of this better, Mm. you know, that really built to something. And it's like, it's just not in where it could be.
0: Yeah. So how many stars did you give this one? Now,
1: before I talk about my opinion, we'll go over to Twitter and Instagram. So Twitter, 17% it's okay, but just okay. 25% no one descendants was enough for me Mm -hmm. and 58% yes more descendants which I'm pleased with that one because uh I'm quite pleased with the way I phrased that one because obviously it's descendants too yeah and we do get more descendants because we we met you know three new kids so yes 58% of you on Twitter said you were fans of this one
0: yeah
1: over on Instagram 31% of you said you are not a fan of The Descendants 2, whereas 69% of you Mm. are chilling like a villain and like this one. Heck yeah. I'm going to give this half a star more than I gave Descendants 1. I'm going to say two and a half stars, because I do think they'll have some really nice moments. I don't feel like I'm getting as passionate over this one as I ever did High School Musical 2, so... Is it because this is better than High School Musical 2, or is it because like I just don't care about this, like, elements of High School Musical 2? Yeah. I think, yes, Dude served a great purpose, but could have been executed better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am very bitter about the treatment of Gil, but we have talked about that at length. So, mm-hmm. two and a half stars this week. Yeah. Next week, we are going to be going back to some fairy tales.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: With one that... Neither of us have seen before.
0: No. I've seen bits. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What are we watching?
0: We are watching The Slipper and The Rose.
1: Which I'm very excited. We've already done a Sherman Brothers this month. Yeah. It's Shermay, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, next week we are going to be looking at The Slipper and The Rose. Mm -hmm. And during that week, because it is the last Friday of the month, we will also be uploading... Our second episode of It's Your Favourite Musical Podcast. Yeah. And our guest this month is Ray, who is the host of one of my favourite podcasts, Mm -hmm. Not Before Coffee. Yeah. And the reason we are covering The Slipper and The Rose is because in that episode, Ray was talking to us about her favourite musical, which is Slipper and The Rose. Mm -hmm. So I... Really wanted to watch this one. And it made sense talking about it. Neither of us is in it. Let's make this week all about The Slipper and the Rose. So that is next week. Yeah. And I think that's going to be very, very exciting. So make sure you join in the conversation over on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know your thoughts on Descendants 2. Is there anything you'd like to say to defend The Descendants 2? Or do you agree with a lot of our thoughts? And... Let us know your opinion on The Slipper and the Rose. Are you a fan or is this one that you've never seen before? As always, you can subscribe to us and download us uh, over on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Podcasts via the Amazon Music app, on Stitcher and on Podbean. And if you are enjoying the show, you can go over to podchaser.com or apple podcasts and leave us a five-star review and let us know what you love about the show and help make our day but until then we will be back same back place same back channel
0: have a magical musical monday